The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios, and you are checking us out today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, perhaps 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. We're online, PR927FM.com, and... You can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And I'm in a good mood today. We got a good show. And we got basketball tonight in Greenville, North Carolina. Menji's Coliseum will be the spot when East Carolina takes on North Carolina A&T. ECU trying to remain perfect at home on the year. We will dive into that one further coming up in a moment. And in about 20 minutes from now when we talk to... The color analyst on the home ESPN Plus games for East Carolina, Cy Seymour. He'll be on the call tonight. We always enjoy talking to Cy. We'll talk about this East Carolina team that is finding a different hero every night, it seems, uh, in their basketball game. So looking forward to catching up with Cy later on in hour number one. Hour two today at four o'clock, we'll talk to John Metterperil. And we'll get the correct pronunciation of his last name when we speak to him at 4 o'clock. He is the play-by-play voice of the Boston College Eagles. So we'll get a look at what East Carolina's up against in the Military Bowl. Got a long wait until December 27th, but we're going to talk about it each and every day. We are your Military Bowl headquarters right here on Pirate Radio and Pirate Radio Live. So we'll uh, talk to the voice of the Eagles coming up at 4 o'clock on today's program 425 we'll switch gears a little bit and talk some canes hockey with wade mentor he's the pa announcer at pnc arena for the carolina hurricanes the canes kind of going through what the um charlotte hornets are going through right now the hornets uh, had what i'll classify as a fun loss last night like you you hate to lose it and they'll probably be kind of teetering on the playoff standings this year so you you really do need to win the close games but they were so undermanned last night and put up such a great fight lost in overtime to the 76ers chandler uh you hate to lose it but man that was a fun basketball game to watch it was really fun i tweeted it out after the game i said if you're bored or you're just not having a good time with whatever you're doing in your life Turn on a Charlotte Hornets basketball game, and I promise you it's going to uplift your spirits. And, uh, man, they, they were fun, gritty, gutty, all the words without Ball and Rozier and a lot of their key guys. They took care of business on Sunday night against the Hawks. Yeah. I was very impressed uh, to see them, one, be in the game, and then finally pull out the win in Atlanta on the road. And then I know you, me and you hate these back-to-back games, and you know it's even more tough when you're down four guys. Yeah, and uh, they'll be back at it against the same team, the 76ers, Wednesday night. I brought that up because the Hurricanes have been down a few players too. So they are and, – and look, when you get off to the start of the season like the Canes did this year, luckily you can afford a few losses. But now they saw themselves be uh, lapped by the Rangers and the Capitals who knocked them off. Uh, a few games ago the canes had lost three in a row but they were able to win over the weekend and uh they're on the road coming up tonight and um we will talk to wade mentor about what the canes are 
going through right now still in a, a good spot 33 points they're 16-6 and have one overtime loss on the year so carolina's still playing great hockey but that eastern conference is really really tough a lot of good teams there we'll talk to wade mentor get a canes update coming up in hour number two hour three Stephen Igo hoist the colors will join us mr igloo and uh, we'll talk all things east carolina football basketball maybe some baseball saw some baseball scheduling news today that a lot of pirate fans were up in arms about so we'll dive into all that with Igo later on on today's program We'll welcome in uh, our producers for the show today, Shirley Rhodes and Chandler Honeycutt. Also, C.J. Schaefer here pitching in as well. How y'all doing? Good, good, good. I'm doing fine. How well, you doing? Kind of bundled up. I, uh, I went shorts today. starting to regret it a little bit. It's a 20-degree difference from yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just... Uh, and was... thanks for, to uh, weather woman Shirley Rhodes for telling me that as we were leaving work yesterday. Yeah, because uh... I told him I was like, dude... Because we were talking about the wind, I think it was, and I said, "Yeah." So this, uh, I said, the last weather report I saw was uh, it was going to drop about twenty degrees. That yeah. buffalo weather yeah. came south here. Apparently. Yeah, it it sure did. Uh, let's start the rundown. We'll get to last night's Monday night football game, but let's start with uh, with BC and East Carolina right now. Boston College is a three and a half point favorite. Chandler, you were saying before we went on the air, you know, I wonder how much line change there will be between now and the 27th uh, i think it depends on you know do you have any like bowl game opt-outs on either side do you what's the status of boston college's quarterback will there be a practice injury between now and then i mean i don't expect it to change that much unless there is a major starter out for some reason in the game uh, but it's uh i could see it around a field goal game between these two uh, right now, Boston College, the early edge in the matchup. The total has gone up, I want to say, a uh, point and a half or so now. I, I thought it was 49 and a half, and now it's uh, at 51. So, total going up a little bit as they maybe are expecting some points in this game coming up. It'll be a 2.30 start time on December 27th. We'll get going 10.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on that Monday uh, right here in the Pirate Radio Studios. So while you're tailgating, while you're at home, uh, still playing with your Christmas gifts from a couple of days prior, you can check us out on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the season finale edition of the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. You, you were talking about the potential opt-outs, potential injuries in practice, and that reminded me the last time the Pirates were in a bowl game, the Pirates lost their star running back, Breon Allen. Uh, to an injury and he was not able to play in that Birmingham Bowl. Hmm. Instead it was Chris Harrison getting the start. Good recall. For the Pirates. So hopefully nothing like that happens for the Pirates this year. And that was a practice injury, right? Yeah, it was the week of the game. Yeah, good call Chandler. So uh, hopefully nothing like that happens this year. Uh, Pirates first time back in the bowl for the first time in seven years. So uh, hopefully everybody stays healthy. Everybody's ready to go to be uh, play bc uh december 27th i mean we know how long it's been we talk about it a lot but still to think that in the last bowl game east carolina played kurt benkert came in and ran a quarterback sneak and fumbled and fumbled yeah and uh he was on the roster bryce williams our very own was he on was the on the roster the florida guy pooped his pants i mean <laughs> just a lot happened they had dante fowler on that team yeah hargraves was on that team i believe you believe he got the dang game winning okay, that's right that's right <laughs> uh shane Carden's last pass picked off by hargraves Vernon hargraves yep yeah he was a go, trying to go for justin hardy the same route that they threw earlier in that game that's right 
tried to uh Which was successful tried to hit it again uh vernon hargrave's dad a coach at east carolina back in the day connecting all the dots there all right um we'll move on we'll talk more ball got some mike houston audio we'll get to if we have time later on in the show any given monday <clears throat> i'll circle this back to east carolina basketball but last night so i get on the uh the old roku because i'm about to pull up peyton and eli so you go to espn and it shows you like everything that's going on live and i had watched a uh the pick central show from barstool where they talk about all the games going on and make picks and like two of the people on that show of a panel of about five had florida minus 22 and a half as like one of their best bets of the night so i'm i'm on the the roku about to flip over to peyton eli and i see um the score of texas southern and florida and texas southern it says they're up 19 i'm like this has got to be like a an error they got the scores wrong beside the right team so i click on it and sure enough texas southern who was zero and seven going into the game against ranked florida was just blowing them out and i watched it like okay there's six minutes left it's a 19 point game florida the the refs will probably let florida back in the game they'll start making a run and make this thing close uh they did not uh they ended up texas southern beat florida by 15 and it's a uh pretty historic win it's the first swag team to beat a ranked sec team uh in the ap poll era that goes all the way back to 1936 uh ranked sec opponents have been 51 and 0 against swag opponents and texas southern goes in there zero and seven once again on the year uh to get that win over florida so that just goes to show you that like if you're upset about east carolina beating coppin state by one point are kind of are not covering against the what canisius those yeah. teams we saw earlier in the year be thankful it could be a lot worse it could be like this a blowout win by a swag team over your team so uh yeah we want to see our pirates play good night in night out but man this happens all across the country especially in basketball football not so much but basketball you see these things and it doesn't matter i mean florida can have a great season sec season there'll be a tournament team all that but if you want to win night in night out you got to take your opponent seriously and you got to go out there and play and that's why john moody and other people that are getting off the Sy seymour bandwagon he says every team is good because every team is good. That's exactly right. We'll talk to Size Seymour coming up in the show. So every it, team is good. And he's going to tell you that A and T is good. He's going to say it. So just prepare for it. Okay. I hope you're sitting down. How could you even think about jumping off the Size Seymour train? How can you even think about it? I don't know. John Moody is in the uh, Facebook Live. Oh, Roberts here. Robert, stay tuned for a moment. We got something for you. You're going to enjoy. Oh God um john was asking who was the standout ecu player that got hurt during bowl practice i didn't see that until after I and then he said it. that was it chan man yeah. so well done um listen john boston college good football team north carolina a t listen good basketball team is, john, is he listening i, I listen look listen. look at your screen and listen <laughs> so seymour joins us in just a little bit uh pirates a t tonight uh i don't know when east carolina became duke but uh, we don't play on the road. We're too good for that. We only play home games or neutral site games. So if you want to try to get us on the road, 
good luck no thanks uh we only play road conference games because we are east carolina and you're not the best we're the best i just find that fascinating this is the first time i ever remember playing an entire non-conference schedule without a road game has it ever happened in the history of east carolina basketball a road game chandler true we went on the road we went to myrtle beach well the hell they travel on the road to get from their dorm to the arena that's not a so road. we are we're having a road game yeah. all these home games have been road games <laughs> i tell you what with people like you not showing up to games it probably feels like a road game to them oh my god cj like that one yeah wow yeah i call i'll you be out. there tonight i won't with your faja i'm gonna need you to uh to to be extra get up guy so last time we went 213 there's literally one guy behind us in the entire section that is literally not an exaggeration and i told chandler to tell him to get up get up get up get up, get up guy in section 213 money money's going on it's like come on money money uh, so yeah, Pirates and Aggies tonight, and then the Pirates will have their longest layoff of the uh, season when they uh, take on Liberty next Friday Spectrum's in there. Charlotte. That's right. Pirates, Pirates, Pirates. John Moody on Facebook Live says, Dooley said on his radio show last night, we will be in another MTE next year, still ironing out the details. The one they were in this year might have been my all-time favorite, Myrtle Beach. You had some good teams there. We got to face off against Davidson for the first time in my life. So uh, I like that one. Maybe we'll get an even better one next year. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Uh, Monday night football. Did you watch? I'm going to say you didn't watch. I'm going to say you watched uh, you about me? a movie last night. I told you that I went and watched the game with Tony Dunn. Oh, yeah. You already told me, homie. That's right. Oh, Not only did you watch, you, Not went, only did you, forget, you went on the homie, road. But I went on the road, huh, man? We had a road Monday night game last night. Um, that was awesome. And it's it's not something you want to see. That was your old school football right there. You don't want to see it like every game. But for one night only to see Mac Jones go two for three with 19 yards passing. And win the game. Patriots ran it 46 <laughs> times for 222 yards. The uh, They had the game plan ready to go, and they just executed it to a T. Um, and, of course, you got to play good defense when, when you run the ball 46 times and throw the ball three times. And they were able to do that. 14 to 10 was the final. And people pointed this out this was awesome so walking into the stadium bill belichick was wearing a mask did you see what kind of mask he was wearing navy it's army it's army navy week right so you could look at that he's uh you know go navy beat army right or was it a spoiler and has he been dropping little hints and easter eggs his entire career he wore the navy mask and then ran the ball 46 times and passed the ball three times yeah okay you see you smell what i'm pooting you, you can't see it <laughs> is that a phrase can, uh, uh, it, it, is can, now. it is now it definitely is now are you smelling what i'm pooting do you smell it uh, let's not say pooting what do you want to say um tootin tootin <laughs> are you smelling what, what i'm, I'm tooting? tooting yeah yeah i'm oh i'm smelling it buddy so Woo! next week, Bill Belichick walks into the stadium and he's got a little little uh, Texas Tech pin on him. That means they're going to throw it seventy five times. <laughs> he drops little hints. 
and then after the game you see them little easter eggs uh but i thought that was very appropriate wearing the navy mask and then coming out and running the ball 46 times for 222 yards last night and meet the new boss same as the old boss the new england patriots are first in the east and i guess they are yeah the one seed right now in the afc wow and much to cj yeah like they uh, ever left uh kind of ironic the only year they weren't any good was when they had the guy that said i'm back cam newton superman's dead i don't know if you guys knew that or not but yeah. superman is dead died a few weeks ago in charlotte it was a uh, t- tough scene uh, tough scene you wouldn't say he went on the road and died in miami <laughs> <laughs> well he, that was like weekend at bernie's you're probably too young to get that i love that movie he was just they a, drag him around everywhere <laughs> he was a dead man <laughs> on the field just kind of out there running some plays that's why his passes were so awful he was dead tuba hubbard's like holding him up <laughs> throwing the ball for him but every time miami every time music would play in the uh because that was his thing right he what? would dance on his own when music would start playing shirley you're old help me out did you really just say i'm old no i said shirley you're on no that's not what you said <laughs> you're my age you're not smelling what he's tooting you're my age you remember weekend at bernie's right i do i do when they played music didn't he like come to life or did i make that up well there's a scene where they it's not make frosty him the dance. snowman dude <laughs> frosty the snowman dude <laughs> frosty the snowman dude i don't know am i right or am no, i there's, a, there's a scene dude. where he is like they're mimicking or they're motioning him so that he can dance i just remember like him kind of popping up when music would come on like maybe i'm wrong but anyway i don't remember it every time music came on but i do remember a scene where he does a little bit of a dance where are my bernie heads at adam i just remember how he was how he was in the boat when they went out on the boat and he was getting slung all around on the boat adam says yes he starts dancing when music's playing thank you adam confirm well it's been a while since i've watched been a while it's been a while been a while it's been a while since i have watched that movie so yeah. uh, you know i mean I, I do remember a scene where he's dancing but i don't remember it every time all right fair enough but it, moving you know, along once again it's been a it's been a long time been a minute as they say well no because as a matter of fact because there's there's a joke uh with a weekend at bernie's when i used to one of my side jobs i would deliver flowers from time to time and um when valentine's day rolls around you know there's obviously a lot of orders so we have to use multiple vehicles and we actually had borrowed a vehicle that was from the funeral home that was a van that all all the seats had been removed because obviously the van was being used to pick up is that creepy or not no it's not creepy but what was funny about the van was it had a drop down dvd player and i jokingly said one day i was like why do you need a dvd player in a vehicle that transports deceased people and i even jokingly said what do they show uh, in the on the dvd and somebody said weekend at bernie's <laughs> so then it became this long-running joke now that's awesome that we we talk about weekend at bernie's all the time so i thought it was kind of ironic that it popped up what movie do you want playing uh when you're in the hearse when you're dead 
And this was not poll, a hearse. It was a van. Poll question. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Jurassic Park. Because <laughs> maybe they could use some of my DNA to bring me back. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good one. I that guess is a they'll, good one. they'll find a mosquito that bit me in 1995 and be able to bring <laughs> me back to life. This is Jurassic Park. All right, finally, uh, last on the agenda today. My DMs. My DMs. I get DMs. They're open. They, people slot in them. Every now and then, we got some. Uh, who's a good? Trey Turner is good at sliding. A little uh, Trey Matt. Turner slide into yeah, my speedster. DM. Um. Let's see, Red Beer. What are you talking about? He was cursed with voodoo in the second one to find money he's stolen and hidden. So he dances and walked on his own to find the money. <laughs> All right. We're getting way too much into a weekend of Bernie's. I started that. My bad. All right. So uh, my DMs yesterday, somebody slid in there and said, uh, you need to do this to a caller on the fifth quarter call-in show and put a video. Um, All right. This is what they said I should do. Surely, this is actually a throwback. We've played this on the show before, but it's so good. Uh, This is in honor of Bruce Drennan's retirement. It's so good. We got to play it again. So here we go, Shirley. Let's hit the uh, the Bruce. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, Okay, here we go. You you can just simply pitch around Ramirez. Keep walking him. Don't give him anything to hit. The next guy... The good pitches down the middle, he won't swing at. Put the balls down around his ankles. He hits the shortstop into a double play. This has been going on for two years. Right. Uh, I guess you missed a lot of the games that Ray is hit in the clutch last year, huh? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an no, idiot. No. You're an idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not gonna, an idiot. No, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell me you idiot. are judging. You don't know anything. You don't know squat, you stupid idiot. You're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30-degree weather that proves what an ignoramus you are. Get off our show. Fair weather idiot. All right, we're going to move on here. All right. So Fair weather idiot. Classic. Absolutely. Fair classic. weather idiot. And uh, to the person that sent that, I would never talk to somebody like that. I used to call my quarter. brother when we were younger. I used to call him a stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. That's and, a drop on the Jim Rome show. And man, looking back at it, that's, the, that's two words with the same meaning yeah jim rome uh, made fun of danica patrick for years because she had a stupid idiot that she said and uh, <laughs> says you could just use one you don't need both of them fair weather idiot fair so, uh, weather idiot i will i only talk to like larry and gary like that and then that guy that asked mike? uh that mike in south carolina who asked uh when are we gonna stop what did he say when are we going to stop making excuses for Mike Houston, who just got the team to a bowl game? Seven to five. Uh, well, well, we can bring Skip in here now. That guy's What a, are you talking about? Weather idiot. That guy's an idiot. Uh, so you, you know, I'm not going to call everybody idiots. I look, I'm an idiot. Uh, Chandler, big idiot. Big one. Surely not an idiot. No. CJ, we I'm don't. I'm a dork. CJ, we I'm don't. more of a dork than an idiot. You're a dork. CJ, we don't know yet, but we'll find out if he's an idiot or not. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. But, uh, yeah. If you say, uh, when are we going to stop, you know, nut riding Mike Houston? <laughs> I'm a nut rider. <laughs> wow. Chandler, big nerd. I am a big nerd. 
All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back when we return. Cy Seymour will join us on the Fixed look, NC Live Line. Listen. You're going to look, you're going to use your eyes and your ears to look and listen to what he has to say about Pirate Hoops as they are in action tonight against North Carolina A&T. That's on the way. We return on Pirate Radio Live on a Treasure Chest Tuesday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, it is basketball night in Greenville, North Carolina, East Carolina, 7-2 and two on the year. Oh, man, I left off something on the rundown. ECU women last night up 27 to nothing after one quarter of play. I thought that was a total typo. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. But guess it how was many turnovers? 37. 37. No, 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 no. Yeah, 37 turnovers, 22 steals. Oh, there was another there was another stat in there that I'm missing. A nightmare oh for North God. Carolina Central Complete shutout in the first quarter and it is the first time that east carolina has held a team scoreless for a quarter since the implementation of going from two halves to four quarters which i think was like in 2014 i think it was uh that they made that change so that's the first time and it's the lowest uh kim mcneil actually had another this i believe it was when she was at hampton uh, she held a, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers to just two points in a quarter. Pirates win it by 41, 75 to 34, but 27 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. It and it was spent. like 34 or 39 to 39, 10, 10. 39 to 9, I think. Yeah, at the half. At the half. Yeah. Minji's is a house of horrors. That it is. So mm-hmm. now uh, Joe Dooley's Pirates will take the court tonight, 7 and 2, 6 and 0 oh at home, 0 oh and 0 oh in, in road games. Because we don't play road games. Because That's right. we're East Carolina. Yeah, you come to us. We don't go to you. <laughs> we'll I, we'll call you. Yeah, you, you don't you don't yeah. need our number. We'll we'll, we'll we'll let you know when we need you. <laughs> Look, listen, listen. Oh, all right. We got to get to Cy Seymour. It'll be North Carolina A and T on the docket tonight, seven o'clock tip off in Minji's Coliseum. Cy Seymour will be on the call on ESPN Plus, and he joins us now on the Fixed NC Live Line. Cy, how you doing today, man? I'm good, Clip. How about you, man? Doing great. Ready for some more basketball tonight in Menji's Coliseum, where the Pirates have been perfect on the year. And we talked about this in the open on the show uh, today, Cy. Any given Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever these games are played, you don't know what's going to happen. And we saw that last night, a historic victory for Texas Southern as they went to Gainesville and knocked off ranked Florida 
by 15 points and they dominated the game they were up by 20 in the second half and and florida had no answer and just uh you see a zero and seven swack team picking up that win on the road against florida and and it just it, it makes me thankful si that east carolina has been able to win these games in the non-conference this year whether it be by one over coppin state or uh they win by two uh it don't matter you you, you just you get you get the win and you move on because you never know when it could be your night to get upset and uh that happened to the gators last night so no doubt about it and and and, and you know we were talking about it last night we just said the parody in, in college basketball it's see it's it's a little bit easier in basketball because it only takes five guys if you get two guys hot in one night that are playing lights out they can beat you. you know i mean it's it's not it's, it's more unusual to happen in football it just is because the numbers aren't there and it happens all the time in basketball. You, you never know who's going to, you know, you never know. And then also, when you take the other day, it's, it's not a big difference. And we, we look at it light, but SMU, you know, beats SMU beats Vanderbilt by 12 points. Now, Vanderbilt's in, in a Power 5 conference, and SMU didn't even struggle to beat them. That's the kind of stuff that goes on in college basketball that you, you can't, it just happens there, and it will happen in baseball because if you've got the right guy on the mound, I don't care who you are, you can get beat. So baseball has but football, that it's, it's more rare. You know, and they, they always bring up, well, look what uh, uh, you know Appalachian did to Michigan. Yeah, Appalachian wasn't sliced cheese. They were a good football team, and they beat a Michigan team. But you, you got to go back that far to find it. That's that's, that's right. The yeah, and uh, you, you just got to be ready to go. I mean, things like this, Joe Dooley can use as, as motivation for his team to say, hey, look, it happened to them, it can happen to us, and we bring that up because North Carolina A&T uh, is in town tonight. And A&T, I, I look at the losses more than I do the wins side. They've been uh, all over the country, and they played some tough teams already. They uh, lost to Wake Forest in-state uh, by 24, but going out to Stanford, only losing that game by 14 points. So they're uh, – what you call battle tested heading into tonight and uh for east carolina they're gonna have to play well if they want to keep this uh perfect streak going at home well you're right and you know won their last two so they feel good about that and and really paying a lot uh playing a lot of pay games which is what you do to get your budget up and uh they're doing a good job i mean they've got a good basketball team that's solid we've got some guys that we know on that team that can play so this is a good basketball team what I like about Joe Dooley is that he has a lot of different ways he can play right now. In other words, he can go big and he can go small. And they're all quality players. So he figures out where he is in the scheme of things, and that's what he does the other day against Lee's McRae. He went big at a time, and they struggled getting shots off because we, ECU was big. I mean, they can go 6'5", 6'6". Uh, seven feet, and then on, at six nine, they're, they're big across the board. I mean, they can go big on you, and it's very very difficult. But they can all go small, also go small. And Joe just tries to figure. He's a great coach. He figures out what's it going to take tonight to beat this kind of team. You know, Coppin State spreads you out and moves. They've got good athletes. That's what they did. And uh, EC find a way to win. That's what you do. Old Dominion. Two big wins. We never beat Old Dominion twice. 
<laughs> we talked about that last week, so I looked it up. I think one time ever East Carolina had beaten Old Dominion twice. And and there was a lot of seasons there where you didn't even beat them once, Si. So that, that was good to get them uh, for the second time last week. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you sending that out, too. And it's true. I mean, the, the East East only beat them twice in one season, one time. And the other day, they beat them again, back-to-back in, in, a, in a quick time frame. Uh, East is playing well. They just have to play well tonight. Si, one thing I like about the last game against Gardner-Webb, East Carolina, it's a three-point game with 429 left to go, and you're saying, uh-oh, here we go again, another nail-biter coming down to the, the horn. Uh, but East Carolina then three minutes later has a 13-point lead, and and that, that's good to see. They got some, you know, a good shot, uh, a mid-range jumper by Brandon Suggs. They were able to hit some free throws. Now, they got a tad lucky, I'll say, because Gardner-Webb did have some open looks but missed those. But, you know, that's going to happen late in the game. So it was good to see East Carolina kind of pull away uh, from Tim Kraft's team, who uh, is going to be a good team there, uh, and, and East Carolina able to get the win. You were able to kind of rest easy that last few minutes, huh? Yeah, exactly. And and, and and give credit to Tim Kraft. His team just played well. I think what, you know, what you're talking about, how they missed those shots down the stretch, I think the way Joe Dooley plays, I think they probably – see, he keeps bringing in quality people, and they wear you down. And all of a sudden that jumper – that you've been getting off, you got to get it off a little bit quicker, and your legs aren't there, and you miss it. So you know they miss uh, they miss like three or four open looks that I thought, oh, they're gone, they're in, and because uh, they were good shooters, none of them dropped, and and it's, it's probably got to do with legs, and it also has to do with some the intensity that ECU plays. They play at a hard level, and they play quick, and they're and they're they're long. You got to get it off quick because they're so long. So one thing I like about this team, they uh, they'll prove doubters wrong every week, and and I consider myself one of those because I talk just like anybody that watches basketball. We talk about the team, and I, last Tuesday I'm in Minji's before the game, and I'm talking to my dad, and then say, you know, it's, it's we're due for a Vance Jackson game. I just don't know if he's got it. Maybe he, maybe we won't have one of those games. Sure enough, he uh, was the star against ODU that night in Minji's, and then you go two or three games. JJ Miles is banged up. He, he's not scoring at all well i guess jj just ain't got it and then he comes out and hits five three-pointers so just when you start to doubt a guy side that's when they uh they pour it on and I, I like that about this team we're seeing different guys step up every game well you just said exactly what it is it's a different guy every night i mean that's exactly what i say i i, I don't know who it's going to be luigi gets three offensive rebound, rebounds on one <laughs> yeah you know the boat you know i mean things like that happen and like you said, all of a sudden, back you know, Vance Jackson hits six out of seven. Then last week, JJ hits them. And what that really means is they're not losing confidence. Yeah, the kids that go in think I can get it done, and that's a tribute to the coaching staff and to all of the players because they have to go hard every day in practice. There's, there's quality players out there that are having to guard. Of course, there's bad shots, Cy, and But I, Joe Dooley, you talk about confidence. I think they get their confidence from him. You hear him after the game, and yeah, he'll he'll talk about the turnovers. He'll talk about the things they did bad. But when it comes to shooting. If a guy is open for a split second, he wants him to take that shot. I've heard him say that countless times where he was kind of upset a guy didn't take a three, even if he was 0 for 4 at the time. And i got to imagine that's where some of that confidence comes from. You know, my analogy is like baseball. You show me a guy that's taking a lot of close pitches, he's lacking his confidence. A good hitter's up there to hit it. He doesn't mess around. Uh, and, and basketball, when you're open, don't hesitate. Take the shot. 
And that's what Joe Dooley's saying. If you're open and it's there, you got to take the good shot. Uh, and 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 he's right. And I, you never see him argue that. Now I tell you this: people say, "Well, how come he pulled this kid?" I can tell you why he pulls them. It's defensive mistakes, yeah. turnovers. He, but he's not a shot puller. I mean, he's saying you you got the open shot, you take it. Now, if you make the turnover, that's that's an unforced turnover, or you don't get back on defense, or you're trailing your man on on defense, you're coming out. And that's what all good coaches do. That's what all of them say. We got to win that end of the floor. You're not shooting. You can at least defend. And so, and he misses nothing. I'm telling you, he he must have four eyes. <laughs> he, he is a, he's a heck of a coach on making sure that the right that you know what you did wrong. And I and he's pulled it out so far. Cy Seymour joining us will be on the call tonight on ESPN Plus as East Carolina takes on North Carolina A&T. If you can't make it to Menjis, you can check it out on ESPN Plus. And Cy, let's get a, an injury update as far as what you know. And uh, how about Alonzo Frank? Sounds like, uh, and, and Joe Dooley, I think, used the word hope. He hopes it's a, a short-term deal. I think they're leaning that way uh, when he talked post-game last week. But what do we know about Frank and when he might be able to get back in the lineup? You know, uh, the word I'm hearing, and it's all secondhand, okay, but the word I'm hearing, he may go tonight. He may go some minutes tonight. I'm hearing Luigi DeBeau uh, lost his grandmother, mm. so he might not be there tonight. Okay. And, again, this is secondhand, but I'm hearing that Luigi will not be there because of the loss of, you know, a loved one. Yeah. That, that's something you have to go through. And so that's the only two. I, th- I think uh, Tabs is – is still being checked out by doctors. He's not a no. I thought he might be gone for the season, but I think they're really trying to get second opinions to see can he go. Hmm. And, and again, most of my stuff is secondhand. Right. But but I, that's what I'm hearing for the night anyway. Is that Frank may go some, and Luigi will not be available yeah and and you hate to hear that and and if frank can go tonight and give you just anything uh, the good news is uh, you got a long layoff between tonight and the next game coming up on that friday uh, in charlotte against liberty so this will be probably what the longest break the pirates get all season uh would they get a, a week and a half off after this game yeah it really it really gives you a chance to heal it gives you a chance to work. see you've seen your team enough now to work on weaknesses so there's a lot of good things about how this schedule works out. The, the hardest thing about this time of year, and you know it, your students are either in exams or they're not there. I mean, I just I hate that your opening game against Wichita State is on the 29th of December yeah. when your students aren't there. They need to come back. And that's what you try to hope for, but that's how difficult it is this time of year. To get into January. It's very difficult. Yeah, I'm hoping we can have a crowd for that Wichita State game because that's uh, that's going to be a fun one to open up conference play. By the way, Cy, when did we become Duke? When did uh, Joe Dooley become Coach K and never leave home? They don't have a road game the whole year until uh, we get to 2022, Cy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And, and listen, that's what the American stresses. Mm-hmm. Play as little away games as you possibly can. And that's I, I'm not saying that's what, but when you really look at all of the Atlantic Coast Conference, basically about two games of the 13 are, are, are away from home. Yeah. Now, now my kind of neutral site, if you really count it, really one, I mean, and it depends on if you, if you draw the Big Ten tournament away or home, could be being two, but they've never done it. None of them have done it. And, and it's smart. It makes your league stronger. It, 
makes tournament seeding easier because you won that many games. And that's what Michael Resco is saying. We we really frown on uh, paying playing on the road for money. I and I get that, Sai. I just I hate that we can't you know mix in a game in Durham or Chapel Hill or somewhere like we have in the past because hey we've gotten blown out in some of those. But man, Akeem Richmond had a night you know one time and then about uh, knocked off Duke and East Carolina's hung close with North Carolina. I was at a game against NC State and Raleigh that was a whole lot of fun. So uh, I get it, uh, but I do hate that we can't have those one those one offs with those teams. What is the one game of an ACC team in the last seven, eight years that came here? What happened to them? Well, they're never coming back here, Si. I know that. See, that's no problem. Yeah. They won't do it either. They don't do it either. I think we should blame Matt McCarthy for actually beating NC State because we'll never get another one to come here, right? <laughs> <laughs> he did right to beat them. And you're right. I mean, I had friends tell me, we won't ever come back here again. Yeah. Because they do. And, and give credit to Terry. Yeah. For. for Oh man, we had uh, Clemson in here, side. That was a fun one. Wake Forest, uh, you know, those are fun games. That's right, but it's hard. It's hard to get them just home. I mean, yeah, that was an unusual breakthrough. But the truth is, most teams do not like to play on the road. They just don't like to do that. Uh, they don't want to have that preseason schedule. Now they'll play you in New York. They will play you over here. Right. But that's just the way it is. Uh, first road game will be actually January 1st at South Florida. East Carolina will open up conference play Wichita State on the 29th of December. And uh, I mentioned this, uh, I think last time we talked, I like the Southern Miss matchup. They'll be here on the 21st. And uh, all of that coming after the Liberty game in uh, Charlotte. Uh, they'll take on a good Liberty team. Uh, but tonight it's North Carolina A&T. Uh, once again, Cy East Carolina at home trying to keep that record perfect at home. And uh, they've won in some different ways. We've seen some close ones we saw them pull away last week and, and you already said you can't predict who's going to have the big night for east carolina but i'll ask you anyway uh who's the spotlight on tonight for the pirates who needs to play well for them to get a win tonight well i think i think the key will be for ecu it, i think you got to get them going inside a little more i really do uh who's going to be the key to the ball game i think it's always your guard i think tristan Newton and tremont robinson uh, they're guard, they, they, and they, that's why we're winning. They play good, and they, they complement each other. Uh, I love, but I have to tell you, who's it going to be? Don't you love R.J. Felton? Oh, yeah. Don't you love Brandon Johnson? That's yeah. freshman. See, it could be anybody. That, I wish I could tell you. I can't tell who's going to come up, but I know the consistent play. Our guards have been playing good down stretches when they need to, and that's the key to winning at the end. Good guard play really comes up big. It really does. Man, I like Felton side. He gets uh I remember at Myrtle Beach, he get, he gets going so fast sometimes he ran right out of bounds with the ball. He just he you know, and he we've seen him launch some threes that didn't hit iron too, but uh last week, last game, you know, he's hitting three pointers. He's uh, it looks like he's gonna be a guy you can play some defense too. He's a different kind of athlete. I, he's gonna be he's gonna be good, especially when you match him up with some of the guards we see in the American side. He looks like he can uh He's going to be able to stand tall with those guys. And look, he's only a freshman. He's only going to get better and, and bigger. So I'm excited about watching him grow uh, every every night. He's a freshman with a senior body. <laughs> yeah. And he has no fear. And he'll fit perfect in the American because these guys take it to you. We're talking up there in the stand side. He looks like a dang line, like a safety or a running back playing basketball. Yeah, tight end. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. He, he is built. And I, but I like it that. 
he has no fear. He doesn't care who he's guarding. He'll, he'll shut you down. He doesn't care who it is. Yeah. And, and Joe Cooley knows that, and he'll bring them on. And Brandon has great hands and great touch. I, I really like Brandon Johnson to go along with all the veteran players. So a lot of good things happening right now for ECU basketball. Yes, sir. Cy Seymour joining us. It'll be the Pirates and the Aggies, and East Carolina will then be on a break uh, until uh, next Friday when they take on Liberty. Cy, I uh, got hoops going on, got football going on. What do you think of the bowl matchup, East Carolina and Boston College coming up on the 27th? Well, first of all, congratulations to Coach Houston and his ball club for getting ECU into a bowl. That's It's so good to see, and, and to beat Navy at Navy is a difficult, difficult task, and, and that's a great win. Now, BY, uh, excuse me, BU, I think a ball uh, – BC, I think it's a, I think it's a good matchup for East Carolina. I think it's a good matchup, and it's a good, two good programs that have good coaches. Uh, I like ECU uh, it, to be tough in this game, but it'll be, it, and I'm hearing we've sold over 3,500 tickets already. Well, nice, it's pretty good. One like hot, hot cake, so that's a good sign. So support the Pirates, <clears throat> fair watch, and uh, hope hope the Pirates can win their bowl game against the Boston College team from the ACC. And speaking of football, Cy, the hottest team in the NFC, the Washington football team, have won four in a row, are now the sixth seed in the NFC if the playoffs started today, and uh, they have won four in a row as underdogs. They'll be underdogs on Sunday when those Dallas Cowboys come to town, Cy. And uh, this is what I wanted. I, I, whatever happens from here on out, I don't know, but this is what I wanted. I wanted a big game at home against Dallas in December. That's fun. That's fun football. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Sunday, Si. Oh, well, look, there's no doubt about, but, you know, what they've done over the last, you know, the end of the year last year and this year. you got to give you got to give uh, the coaching staff credit and, and what they're doing. Now, this is what Ron does, Si, from his days in Carolina. Every time his seat would even get a tad bit warm, he'd start reeling off wins late in the year. This is exactly what his, his M.O. That's what he does. And, 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 you know, with a guy, Taylor Heineke from Old Dominion, he's just done a nice job for him. But they win with defense, and, they, uh, you know, that's how they play it. And, and they're tough. They're, they're like the coach. They're, yeah. they're tough and they're physical. And, uh, you know, you can say it might be an easy game for Dallas, but I'd hate to play those Washington, uh, the Washington football team at home right now. They're going to be rough. It'll be tough in there. And uh, you never know. Can you believe, Cy, that uh, Brian Bailey has – he's already canceled his uh, Brian Bailey show next Monday, and I asked him if he was going to watch the game. He's going out of town. Now, he claims he, he and his wife already planned this trip, but I think he's a little nervous, so he's splitting town before this game on Sunday. Well, really, they're not used to playing also. You know, I don't know why they'd be nervous. They're really – when is the last time they've won a big game? <laughs> I think it was 1994 or 5, something like that. I think I was 10 years old. I'm not sure. I'm not was still coaching basketball last time the Cowboys won a big game, right? Yeah. So it is big for them. I'm sure he can't watch it because they've, they've not been in this big game before. <laughs> they're getting out of town because they're nervous. Yeah, the nerves are getting to him, Cy. Cy, uh, have a good one tonight on the uh, the ESPN Plus call. I, I know uh, it'll be a, a fun watch and a fun listen. I'll be checking you out, and uh, hopefully the Pirates can win another one, man. Let's keep this uh, keep this home streak going for 2021. Yeah, exactly. Let's keep it going, and, and we've got a lot of good things going on at ECU, and we want to keep it going and clip your part of it. Thank you. 
Thank you for caring and, and loving these ball clubs. Uh, it, it, it helps when people really get it to the word out there. Thank you, buddy. Cy Seymour, you got it, Cy. Appreciate it. Uh, joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line. Pirates Aggies going out of tonight at 7 o'clock at Minji's Coliseum, and you can watch it on ESPN Plus with Cy there on the color analysis. Let's take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one, get you set for hour number two. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock all right wrapping up hour one we got to make this a quick segment because we are scheduled to talk to john and i'm going to go with john meter peril i think that's going to be how to say the last name because on twitter he is at meets tweets meets tweets so i'm going to go meet meter peril Could that's be, what i would have gone with Could be meter peril we'll find out we'll uh what do you want to know about this BC team? We'll find out all the info you need to know heading into the Liberty Bowl when we talk to the play-by-play voice of the Eagles coming up next segment. I got something I want to know. All right, what do you want to know? Their play-by-play voice's last name. <laughs> all right, we're going to find that out. We're going to get that out of the way early, and then so we can focus on other things. Okay. What, do you, what would you like to know beyond that? How much does he remember Dominic Davis? I'm not going to say how much does he make a year. How much does he make a year? <laughs> how much do you remember Dom Davis? Would you rather have you got one you gotta win one game? Do you want Flutie or Matt Ryan? Should we just ask him all Boston College related questions like that? Let's do it. All right, we'll do that. And talk about the current team. So uh let's get our break in. Final break of hour one. We'll come back hour two. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk Boston College football when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live save lives be a hero and make seven hundred dollars your very first month donating plasma at griffles biomat usa it's the easiest way to make extra money start now at biomat usa on 505 south memorial drive make up to seven hundred dollars in a month and save lives now at griffles biomat usa a better donor experience and better pay now back to the show welcome back from sales to service greenville auto world has all of your vehicle needs covered shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net if you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle they have a full service and repair facility they do brakes oil changes tires inspections and they can repair any kind of vehicle greenville auto world across from speedway at bell's fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net thanks to tim sutton and jim rogers for their sponsorship of the program now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's clip rock all right back with you hour two of pirate radio live we're going to open up the treasure chest coming up in hour number three of today's show steve and i go 
will be alongside. We'll talk pirate football, pirate hoops, and more coming up with Igo. Later on, got some Canes hockey talk coming up in about 20 minutes or so with Wade Minter, the PA announcer of the Carolina Hurricanes. And we were scheduled to talk with John Meter Peril, uh, the voice of Boston College here this segment, but we cannot get in contact with John. So uh, hopefully he'll call us back soon so we can learn his last name. I have added to my staff with the Breaking News Boys. Uh, for those that don't know, I have my own crew. We are basically the Adam Schefter. Uh, the, and your uh, bit is you break news that's like two or three days old? or uh, Yeah, and actually, it, it could be two or three days old. It could be breaking news right now. And okay. I, a new uh, staff member of mine, uh, C.J. Schaefer, has informed me that Pitt offensive coordinator Mark Whipple is going to resign this he resigned this morning Whipple, and he is not expected to coach the pit offense in their bowl game that is huge news against michigan state on december 30th that has been the breaking news boys he resigned yeah why i don't know pit had a great year i guess they had a high-flying offense and yeah they got that came out this morning a potential heisman winning quarterback better than kenny pickett yeah i mean he's got pickett which, uh, once again, very unfortunate name from the same school that Blewett went to as a kicker. Future Pittsburgh Steeler. All right. Oh, no. You don't know that. I, 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 want, I want Matt Corral to be my quarterback in Washington. I like him. But we'll see if Pittsburgh goes the Pittsburgh route and takes uh, Pickett because Big Ben is donezo. Uh, we will... Talk some BC football whenever we can hook up with John Meter Peril. Didn't it work out for him, sort of, kind of, the last time they went the Pittsburgh Panther route with James Conner? Yeah. Who, yeah. by the way, uh, is having a great year in Arizona this year. Uh, James Conner still putting up some uh, some numbies there in Arizona. All right. Uh, tell you what, Shirley. You got the Mike Houston audio loaded? I do. Let's hear that. This was actually uh, Saturday before ecu knew their opponent so uh kind of talking in generalities about the season about the bowl practices and about holt naylor's returning as quarterback so let's hear mike houston one he talked about holt naylor's returning as the quarterback in 2022 well i think you know number one you know last time i stood up here i really did mean what i said is i told him all along whatever he decided to do i supported that because you know it's it's his life uh, and we talked about a lot of the, the, the pros and the cons and stuff like that. And I know he talked to a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I understand what his goals are, not only for here, but for his life. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to support him and help him achieve that. And, uh, you know, and like we were talking about earlier before everybody came in here, just, you know, the whole world of college football right now. I mean, yeah, we could go out and, and get a get a, a transfer quarterback or something like that. But, you know, the quarterbacks that we have here, we recruited here. And we've, we've invested in those guys. We believe in those guys. And, you know, I would prefer that that's, those are the guys that we run this program with. And so whether it's, whether it's Holton or Mason or Ryan or Walt or Alex, I mean, you know, those kids, you know, we care about them. And uh, they're an important part of our program. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it certainly means a lot uh, to have him back for another year. Um, you know, it, it would mean a lot to have the entire room back. The big focus for Holton is going to be helping him improve personally 
as much as he can so he has a great senior year and then you know he'll find out you know do I get an opportunity to play in the NFL or not I mean that's that's the goal for him um, I think that you know it's not like he needs a million reps uh, you know in spring practice and stuff like that he'll need reps to stay sharp but you can really work on developing the next you know the next several guys and spend a lot of time with them focusing on them uh, you know, working in a team aspect, you know, working in a scrimmage aspect, working in a game aspect. So, you know, I think it's, it's not only going to help him you know, returning for another year, it's going to help the entire room. All right, Mike Houston there on Holden Naylor's returning and how that affects uh, the rest of the quarterbacks and the offense for this East Carolina team. Speaking of uh, Chandler's breaking news service, I've got some breaking news that I think uh, has already been announced. I feel like yesterday on the show, but it came from the Packers on Twitter. Uh, They made it official that they have elevated former Pirate and Virginia Cavalier, Kurt Benkert, to the active roster. Uh, And Danny Etling has uh, been signed and moved to the practice squad. So, Shirley, uh, you mentioned yesterday uh, Love. Jordan Love was uh, being put on the COVID list. reserve COVID-19 list so something happens to Aaron Rodgers Kurt Benkert is the guy he is that guy pal you are that guy pal so he uh could see some action coming up unless he has uh Fortnite thumb and is injured and unable to go he is a gamer he plays a lot of video games all right so uh there is that news uh Mike Houston was asked with Ayler's returning and the rest of the young roster has he started to look ahead about how good the team could be in 2022 well, I think, you know, first you got to finish this year. And so the bowl game is the big focus. Um, and once we get beyond the bowl game, you know, we'll sit down with the team just like we did last year. You know, this time last year, you know, we come off the SMU win. And, uh, you know, we talked about the momentum the program had in the offseason. And we sat down as a, a team and, you know, and, hey, this is, this, is, this is the year. You know, this is our goal this year. And I think we've got to approach it the same way in the offseason. You know, it's, uh, you know, like I said before, is you know, we've achieved some, some great things this year with the program, but there, we're nowhere near the ceiling of the program, and we're nowhere near what you know my goals were when I took the job three years ago. All right, Mike Houston there. Uh, Got to focus on the bowl game before they start to dive into next year, but certainly with Holton Naylor's returning and this young core of a roster they have, they certainly are excited about 2022. All right, we have hooked up with the play-by-play voice of the Boston College Eagles. He is John Meter Perel, who joins us on the Fixed NC Live Line. And, John, we appreciate your time. Welcome to Pirate Radio. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thanks. How you doing? Doing great, and uh, looking forward to this matchup coming up on December twenty seventh. And John, uh, let's first get the uh, the take on BC twenty twenty one. Got off to that great start in the non conference, which was capped off by a win over Missouri, and then boy, things could have got off to a great start of your ACC season, but you lose by six at Clemson, and then from there, kind of faced a gauntlet with NC State, Louisville, lost to Syracuse before BC got back in the win column with a win of Virginia Tech. So, season started out great, ended a little rough for BC, but but how do the uh, the folks there look back at 2021, uh, the regular season, John? Well, you know, first of all, what's the number one barometer for every college football team in the country? If you have a quarterback, you got a good chance to win. And I know East Carolina fans know about that. You guys have a really good one. BC has a great one, but unfortunately, he got injured in week two and he broke his hand. So, that's you know, I hate to make excuses, what ifs, what coulda, woulda, shoulda, 
but that certainly hurt their cause. Their offense was nowhere near as good as it would have been with Phil Jerkovic, who was just announced he's coming back for another year. He's not going pro. Some thought he may. Notre Dame transfer, but he's a terrific player. So when you lose him, Clip, you lose a lot. And they had a really good running back in Pat Garwo, uh, good, really good receiver in Zay Flowers, two names for your fans to remember from December 27th. Uh, very good offensive line, Remington Award finalist, and Alex Lindstrom, the center. Probably four pros up front, Zion Johnson, guard that will be a high NFL draft pick. So there's a lot going on for BC. There was a, a stable of talent that everybody was very happy with. And, and, you know, we were all optimistic this year, thinking eight, nine, maybe even ten wins. And you're right, that Clemson game set them off on a tough path. I think really they would have won that game if Jacobus was playing. Their offense just sputtered. Clemson's got a really good defense, as you well know, but it just was not there for them that night. Dennis Grossell's backup did a capable job, but you know, clearly not as good as Jerkovic. So it's hurt. It, it hinders your cause when you lose a quarterback. Yeah, John, and no, I guess, coincidence that uh, BC was able to knock off Virginia Tech when Jerkovic uh, returned to the lineup, and, and maybe not even from a, a performance or a stat standpoint, but just the the boost that he gives you when he's on the field, and, and it certainly can relate to Holden Aylers, who has been around here so long and is the team leader. I guess the BC uh, gets a, a shot in the arm when their leader's out there on the field. They do, they do, because he's a really tough kid. He's built like a linebacker, 225 pounds, runs very well. Ben Roethlisberger-esque. There's been some thought the Steelers might even draft him to replace Roethlisberger eventually. That might happen. I mean, now that Roethlisberger is probably not coming back, that's not going to happen next year. But who knows? Maybe he'll end up, end up in Pittsburgh as a hometown boy. So, you know, he's that type of player. He's certainly uh, – an igniter for BC. BC's done a good job defensively all year. They don't allow many touchdowns. Top 25 in the nation and least touchdowns allowed. Terrific passing defense led by second team all ACC Josh DeBerry uh, and Brandon Sebastian, who will be a pro too. So, there's a, again, BC has a lot of talent. It was just an up and down year. And I think that was disappointing for BC fans. John, and, and we, we stereotype when we don't see teams a lot. So when we hear Boston College and, you know, we haven't seen them face the Pirates and I hadn't watched a, a ton of Boston College football this year, we go back to what we know or what we remember and we think about running the football and, and playing physical and playing good defense. And, you know, we see A.J. Dillon on Sundays run the ball. We remember Andre Williams and even running backs going back further than that. But is that is that a fair stereotype of BC? And how close are, are they? this year to that that stereotype that we have with Boston College, that they're a tough, physical, defensive, run-the-ball football team? Yeah, no, those, those are fair. Under Steve Adazio, who was at BC for seven years, they definitely were a running, bruising team because they had an All-American running back in Andre Williams and an All-American behind him and, Andre, and, and A.J. Dillon after that. So you had to ride those guys. Uh, he always wanted to try to throw the ball, and they did a decent amount. But now that Jeff Hapley's coming in his second year. He definitely wants to be uh, an offense that is, is multiple, an offense that can throw the ball around the yard, can also gain three yards when they need it on the ground. They've done that this year with Garwell, who I mentioned, who made an all-ACC team, uh, one of the New England College Players of the Year, terrific back, Pennsylvania all-time leader in rushing. Uh, so there's the identity that still is intact. There's no question BC can be a bruiser. But now with Jakovic back under center, they're going to throw the ball. Make no mistake about that. They got a really good tight end in Trey Barry. He's another pro prospect. Six six, two forty five. 
He's the load transfer from Jacksonville State. So they they got to try to stretch the field. And in the military bowl, that would not surprise me at all if they chuck it around the yard. John Meter Perel joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. John, what about the when the bowl was announced? Uh, an, an obvious fit for Boston College would have been the Fenway Bowl, and I, I've seen a lot of you know why didn't they take BC? And and one of the reasons I've read, and I don't know how true it is, but maybe they wanted to get uh, some tourists in there, uh, some fans from a different place to not only get the local money but also get some tourist money in that area. That would make sense. So, uh, how about Boston College going to Annapolis rather than staying at home? Uh, what, was the talk about that? No, I think that was a win-win for both sides. BC, quite frankly, wanted to go on the road because they wanted an experience. The Bulls are about experiences. I've been to many with BC in my 16 years as, as their play-by-play guy, and you want the kids to experience a big-time atmosphere, uh, uh, you know, a, a different feel than you would when you're practicing at BC and you're playing in the Fenway Bowl. And kids have all—they've all, a lot of them have played at Fenway Park. Terrific venue for it. Great place to play. I love Fenway more than anybody. Lifelong Red Sox fan, but not you know not a great experience for these kids at this point. And BC recognized that they didn't want to stay home. They wanted they wanted to go someplace. The military boy bowl clearly was high on the list. And I think it's great that it fell on their lap. Uh, you know, Fenway Bowl will be there. They'll probably play there. Who knows how many times in the next few years? Who knows? I mean, it, it's definitely great to have that bowl in your backyard. But for now. I think it's right time, right place playing ECU. John, uh, you mentioned you've been there 16 years uh, calling play-by-play, and uh, I want to ask you about some ECU-BC connections. Do you have any memories uh, or stories about Steve Logan, uh, who was uh, here as the head coach and at BC there in the uh, the late 2000s, mid to late 2000s as a, an offensive coordinator? Do you have any run-ins with Steve Logan during your time? Uh, Steve Logan, you know what, I look back on his era fondly. He was, first of all, very quiet, kept to himself, um, extreme football intellect, amazing mind. I only remember talking to him a few times about his theories on offense and what he wants to do and how he has to establish. You know, With Matt Ryan under, under center, you've got a pretty damn good building block there. So he came at the right time. Yeah. He, I think, could have won the national championship that year in 2007. That's how good they were. They, they lost two games they never should have lost, and they just stubbed their toe. One was against Maryland. The other was in the ACC championship game against Virginia Tech. But, you know, they, that was a terrific team. And he rode that momentum to his credit, reestablished his football uh, offensive uh, intellect, so to speak. And, you know, it was, it was just always fun to have him around. I didn't know him that well. Obviously knew Jeff Jagosinski better, who was the head coach. But – seemed like he enjoyed his time in Boston, I can tell you that. Another name uh, when we think Boston College is a guy I talked to on the show a couple weeks ago, Dominique Davis, who was a quarterback there at Boston College before transferring to Fort Scott and then ending up at East Carolina. And Dominique put up some massive numbers here in year one of Ruffin McNeil and, and Lincoln Riley. And we had Dominique on, actually, because he was the only – ECU quarterback to beat Navy so we talked to him that week and ECU ended up going to Annapolis and beating Navy a few weeks ago but uh, Dominique Davis uh, he got some snaps there with Boston College do you remember him uh, John as the quarterback up there at all? I do remember him I do remember untapped potential with BC yeah. it was always you know we were always kind of waiting for him to emerge I think he was a little bit of a uh, quandary as to where he was one foot in one foot out um, I don't think they quite 
tailed the offense the way they probably should have with Dominique Davis. Um, you know, it was a kind of a coaching transition phase at that point. Uh, kind of the kid that got lost in the shuffle. But it doesn't surprise me. He went on to very good things with with ECU. You could always see the arm talent. You could always see that, you know, he read the field very well. Uh, athletic ability. It was just one of those things where you just didn't get to know him that well because he, because he wasn't in Chestnut Hill that long. Yeah, and still uh, playing in the CFL today. And finally, John, uh, and good point by um, one of our our Facebook Live audience uh, earlier in the show, it was Johnny who wanted to ask about Winston Tabbs, who is still a mystery to us here at East Carolina because unfortunately has had some medical setbacks and we have not seen him suit up for Joe Dooley's basketball team this season. And there are talks that he, uh, he might be out the entire year. They might try to get him back at some point this this year but Winston Tabs man we've heard a lot of great things about him unfortunately we just haven't been able to see him yet John so how about Tabs uh when he can finally play for the Pirates on the basketball court what kind of player is he yeah you know, that's a shame because Winston Tabs I thought was going to be one of the best scorers BC's had in a long time uh, I used to broadcast those games now I'm with ESPN on the basketball side but he's a guy that you're going to love if he gets back on the floor he has had injury problems and that's a real issue uh, just a matter, a lot of leg injuries. So hopefully, I'm hoping that he can get back out there because he can shoot, and he can score, and he can drive, and he can distribute. Really good kid. Uh, you know, he's explosive. He's the guy that you, Joe Dooley's going to want out there. There's no question about that. And LBC did not like losing him. So. Hopefully, he'll get back soon. You'll you'll love watching him play. That's great to hear. Talking to John Meter-Perel here. Uh, Perel on the Fixed NC Live line. John, we'll circle back before we let you go to the Military Bowl. So, for East Carolina, this is their first trip to a bowl game since 2014. And, look, there was a time where we would kind of scoff at the Beefo Brady's Bowl and the New Orleans Bowl and Birmingham. What are all these bowls? Well, now we're, we're dying to get to one. So, Pirate fans are going to be excited. They're going to buy tickets. They're going to show up. How about on the BC uh, side of things, John, what kind of crowd are you expecting for Boston College uh, this game in Annapolis? I think it's going to be better than expected because there's a huge alumni base in the DMV area, uh, greater Washington area. There's, I think, 300,000 BC alum, alumni, and that's a huge ta- uh, talent base for BC as well. I know the coaches are looking forward to it, to going down there and recruiting more. Uh, their associate head coach was a coach. Washington, D.C. High School, Azraim. So there's a lot going on there in terms of B.C. connections. I think B.C. will do well in that department. It would surprise me if they didn't. Hopefully the weather will be good. Obviously, B.C. a little bit more accustomed to the cold than the Pirates are. But it's, uh, I know they played there on November 20th against Navy. But So it's an unfamiliar setting for the Eagles from that regard. B.C. has not played Navy in a long time. Uh, so you're looking at a situation where there's going to be probably, I'd say this, the crowd will be split between the Pirates and the Eagles. John, great stuff. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time today talking a little Boston College Eagles with us and may try to uh, hook up with you week of the game and talk more personnel if you're available to go over some of the, the offense and defense. But we appreciate your time today on the show and uh, look forward to talking to you again down the road, John. My pleasure, Cliff. I enjoyed my time in Greenville a couple of years ago when I broadcast the College World Series Regional. Oh, nice. Awesome. Close and personal in 2019. So 
It was a great campus. I really enjoyed it there. Very friendly people. Great stuff, John. We appreciate it. Uh, John Meter Perel joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line, talking a little BC history and what they have this year. And uh, should be a good matchup. BC now a three and a half point favorite as those lines were released a couple of days ago for the military bowl let's take a time out we'll come back when we return we'll talk some hurricanes hockey with wade Minner. he's the pa announcer of the carolina hurricanes we'll talk about what the canes are up to when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts? apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event we'll keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio for 18 years now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip back with you on pirate radio live coming up in hour three we're going to open up the pirate radio treasure chest shirley and i will run down the list of prizes before that so stay tuned we'll let you know what's been won and what is still left in the 2021 pirate radio treasure chest we'll have a big winner coming up in hour three steven Igo will be alongside as well right now we will talk some hurricanes hockey with the pa announcer of the carolina hurricanes wade mentor joining us today on the fixed nc live line wade good to talk with you again how you doing I'm doing well, Cliff. Thanks for having me back. Yes, sir. We appreciate your time as always. And the Canes getting a much-needed win over the weekend over the Sabres 6-2, snapping their longest losing streak of the season. Carolina had lost three in a row. We were talking about the uh, the Charlotte Hornets earlier in the show, Wade, and they are down LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, a lot of players right now, and trying to, to gut through and, and get some gritty wins. They were able to do it against Atlanta on Sunday, unfortunately lost in overtime to the Sixers last night, but kind of reminded me of the Canes, right? They've been trying to to get through undermanned uh, here lately, it seems. So what's Carolina been going through lately? Maybe a few men down on the roster as they uh, got out of that losing streak over the weekend. Yeah, they've certainly lost the entire right side of their defense. So at one point in time, Ethan Bear, Brett Pesci, and Tony D'Angelo were all out with COVID protocol. And Ethan Bear is back in the lineup, which is great. But, you know, you had to pull in a couple guys from the minors and Jalen Chatfield and Max Lajoie. And you know, anytime you lose that much of your defense, it's gonna gonna make an impact on the team. And when we talked, and the Canes were off to that really hot start, going nine and zero, I think we said that you know it's good to bank points. Yeah, you can because you're, every team is gonna go through a rough patch where they lose games. And you know, the Canes got three points out of six games there, and before beating Buffalo. So, you know, it's good that you bank those points early on with that big win streak. But, you know, I know I've been impressed by Jalen Chatfield and Max Lajoie coming up. Both of them have NHL experience. And it's a really different scenario for the Canes to be in to have actual good, solid NHL players 
playing in the minors that you can call up at any point in time. It's depth that we haven't seen in the organization for a while. Wade Mentor joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Wade, the Canes are really good. Uh, there also are other really, really good teams in the Eastern Conference. I looked it up earlier today. Carolina has the, I guess, fifth highest odds to win the Eastern Conference. And for a team that got off to that start and for a team that has the record they have, you could say, well, wow, shouldn't they be higher? But right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers uh, right now have the best odds to win the East, followed by the Maple Leafs, and then you got the Capitals, then the Hurricanes. So, again, the, the Canes, really good. Uh, a good roster assembled with, you know, and, and what Brendan Moore's been able to do there, but it looks like there's a lot of good teams around them in the Eastern Conference this year. It really is. You know, the Metro Division's always been tough, and you've got the Caps and the New York Rangers, who I think surprised some folks all kind of battling for that top spot in the Metro. And Tampa Bay over in the Atlantic is, you know, two-time Stanley Cup champion. They're always going to be good. The Florida Panthers have been on the verge of being good for several years, and I think they've finally taken that step. They're a really young, exciting team. I like watching them. And Toronto, in spite of all of their kind of playoff sadness over the last decade, is packed with talent and looks like they're kind of putting it together now. We'll see if they can carry that into the playoffs. But, you know, it's tough being in the Metro division because a team that's Fifth in the Metro might be first out in the Pacific. Tough being in the East, that's where the best teams are. And you know, if you're going to be a good team, you got to beat good teams. And that's where the Canes are. Yeah, Canes would be just two points shy of uh, the most points in the Western Conference. But they reside in the East and uh, a lot of heavyweights there on that side. Wade, always ask you uh, about the goaltending of the team. How has that been uh, in 2021 so far this season? Uh Better than expected. You know, Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ronto were both coming off fairly rough seasons last year. You gave away a known quantity in Peter Morozik and what looked like an up-and-comer in Alex Ndelkovich. So a lot of question marks around goaltending. Freddie Anderson has been stellar. Uh, he was a big part of that nine-game win streak to start the season. Played a lot of games, didn't allow many goals. He's looked amazing, I think, in goal better than anyone probably could have hoped out of that transaction. Andy Ronto has been good. Um, you know, certainly, you know, we've got a one, two situation where Freddie Anderson's the one and Andy Ronto's the two, but you know, you, you need good quality backup goaltending when you need it. And I think he's by and large delivered that and seems to be staying healthy because he's had a, a rough go with the injuries out in Arizona. And, you know, we called up, uh, called up a minor league goalie he won a game for us so again you you got some confidence that your minor league system will be there if you need it wade mentor joining us of course wade works all the home games how about the road games and off nights wade where you've just sat back and watched some hockey i'll be honest with, with ecu football and now going to a bowl and ecu college basketball getting underway my my attention doesn't get full carolina hurricanes until the turn of the calendar unfortunately but how about the the coverage switching over to espn turner sports how has that gone in your opinion how much are you enjoying it how much uh could they do better what, what do you think about that aspect of uh the nhl this year i think the switch up in broadcasters has been on the whole a net positive i think espn and turner are doing good things promoting the game they've got really good talent calling it the espn plus app i think compared to you know the nhl that app is a better um you know, I think the what we're coming into in the 2020s is the 
cord cutters like me who you know don't have a cable package or still having to kind of figure out the right way to see the games. The rights deals are with the regional sports providers, and you know that's kind of from a era that may or may not <laughs> you know still be applicable. Yeah. So you know I think as we move into the duration of this contract, we may see the league move more towards using the online channels as a primary distribution point, and you know that could dramatically change the game if that happens. Wade Mentor joining us. Wade, how about those home games where you are behind the mic? How are the uh, the crowds so far for Carolina this year? The crowds are amazing. We had a standing room only crowd a couple games ago. We had a sellout against Buffalo, and it's great having people back in the building. And you know, Carolina's been at the top or near the top of the percentage attendance this year, which you know for a long time was not the case. And I think it shows that sustained success by the team and multiple playoff runs get people excited about the team they're playing a fun brand of hockey it's fun to go to a canes game and people are telling and let's be honest we all kind of wade mentor joining us breaking up on us a little bit you still there wade I apologize i know you're uh you're away from a landline hopefully we can uh can hear wade as we move forward uh wade mentor joining us wade uh carolina taking on winnipeg tonight uh what can you tell us about the uh the jets road game coming up tonight for carolina uh winnipeg they're a good team they're they're one of those kind of western canadian teams that's kind of put it together with calgary and edmonton you know they're not quite in that tier but they're a really talented team uh you know paul maurice knows how to coach and you know we've seen that here in a couple stints in carolina it should be a fun game. You're playing some really good teams on this Western trip, so you know you you got to prove that you're up there with the big boys and can take on talent. And I think the team's got it in them. Wade Mentor joining us. Wade, uh, it is college football bowl season. We do this uh, here at Pirate Radio. Uh, we go down every single bowl game and get a prediction from the guest uh, that is on at the time. And uh, the good part is, Wade, you probably don't know anything about these teams, which makes it even better uh, to throw out your prediction. So hang on one second. We got to hit the intro, and we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll ask your prediction for the Boca Raton Bowl. Shirley, hit the music. Forty bowls in fourteen days. Fourteen days. Fourteen days. Forty bowls in fourteen days. Oh my goodness. Forty bowls in fourteen days. 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls. 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. All right, I'm always worried that uh, the guests will hang up during the intro. Hopefully, Wade is still with us. Wade, you still there? That's honestly terrifying. (laughs) All right, that's what I like to hear. All right, here we go, Wade. Mentor, your bowl game is the Boca Raton Bowl. It'll be at FAU Stadium, 11 a.m., December 18th on ESPN. And hey, you get an in-state school. Appalachian State, 10 and 3, will be taking on the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. Wade Mentor, who wins this game between Western Kentucky and App State? 
Oh, man, Florida Atlantic, uh, home of my fellow PA announcer, Andrew Ember of the Florida Panthers, who's on their <laughs> hockey games. So hopefully he'll get some time on the mic there. Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, looking at the looking at the matchup, I would have to go with only one of the two teams has ever beaten a ranked D1A school. I'm pretty sure that is not Western Kentucky, which I didn't actually realize was a school. Uh, so I'm going to go App State by, uh, by two touchdowns. App State by two scores. Wade, you put more thought into that than any of our other pickers, so I really appreciate that. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. I do want to say, Wade, that one thing about you and the Canes, it's so fan-friendly, and I love the interaction that you have with your followers on Twitter and kind of led to a funny moment the other night where now anytime you say something, it's going to be heard, picked up, and talked about, and you had that funny moment where you were getting ready for your classic one minute, you know, one minute remaining in the period, and there was a stoppage with 101, and you let out a no. <laughs> it, it turned into a great Twitter moment, uh, and you you can laugh at yourself, Wade. That's a great thing. But people had fun with that one the other night. Yeah, yeah, seven seasons. The timekeeper finally got me. Um, you know, I was counting down in my head: 103, 102, 101, one minute. And started talking. And in this business, they say when you start talking, you just finish. Like you don't stop yourself in the middle. But I, you know, I started one minute, and I, my eyes looked up, and I saw the clock stopped. And you could just feel my soul leave my body at that point. And it's just like no. <laughs> Made for a great moment. If you missed that, check it out on Wade's Twitter. A lot of great uh, comments and some great sounds on that. Uh, Wade, thanks so much for joining us, man. We'll keep in touch and talk more Hurricanes hockey uh, probably in the new year. So I uh, hope you and uh, your family have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a happy new year. And uh, we'll talk again down the road, Wade. Thanks, Clip. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, everybody have some fun in Greenville and there you go wade mentor joining us today on the fixed nc live line as appalachian state by two scores in the boca raton bowl everybody's got some kind of connection they'll use whether it be they like the mascot their cousins aunts dad went to school there uh he had a pa connection down at boca raton and also went all the way back i guess he was referring to app state's win over michigan uh, when he was talking there about his prediction. So we'll open up 40 bowls in 14 days again when Steve and I go joins us in hour three of the show. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back and have one more segment for you in hour two of today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after these words. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. 
Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live as we wrap up Hour 2 of the program. Shirley Rhodes, uh, CJ Schaefer producing, and uh, Chandler has joined me in studio. As to why, I do not know. He was not invited. We don't have anything planned. We should invite me. This is like your second day here. He needs to invite me over there. (coughs) You're lucky we let you... A, walk in the building. B, say anything on that microphone. I'm stepping out of line. You, you're a line oh, stepper. God. CJ, he's about to tell you that you're just a producer and that you shouldn't talk. You're a habitual line stepper. If Chandler can get in there, so can I. Uh, maybe one day. Chandler, how long have you been here at Pirate Radio? Like, overall. Uh, let's see. August was five years, so five and a half. Five and a half years from now, CJ, I could see you sitting in one of these chairs. Can't count that high. Hell, I've been here 18. I hadn't been over there. <laughs> Shirley's never stepped foot in this room. It's crazy. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Troy has one it's of those no girls uh, allowed. shot collars. Oh. It's uh, it's one of those invisible fences when Shirley <laughs> steps into this room. She gets shocked. It's very barbaric, and I don't like it, but that's how it is. Uh, what are you doing here, Tim? Uh, well, look, I got bored in there because I've been training CJ, and this is the second day that I've been training him. He's already a pro at it. So I'm really not having to like tell him to do anything. Does that make but, you but feel CJ. bad that anybody could come in and learn your entire job in two days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's not just a movie. Yeah, but um, <laughs> look, right, I'm gonna leave. Oh, hold on. He wanted that one. No, I didn't. Let's just move on. But I was sitting there, and I mean, he's got it down pat already. So I was like, hey who do you have i wasn't going to come in here if you had a guest on just had a great interview with way mentor yeah and uh so i was like hey i'll come and join you Redbeard says the rookie needs to calm down a bit i agree Redbeard. he's uh way way over his skis right now too much talking this is pirate radio trivia winner cj ah. Schaefer, by the way so look nobody mm. cares about your resume stay in your lane cj last, stay in your lane about that um chandler while you're here i got something we can do Charlie, crank up the music. 40 bowls. Are you being serious? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, crap. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 Might as well put days, you to use. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. We got days. a lot of these bowl oh, games to do. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. Forty bowls, fourteen days, forty bowls, fourteen days, forty bowls, fourteen days, forty bowls, yeah, fourteen days. Steven Igo is here. Ah, that just fired me up. Hold on, we gotta wait for this. We got, we gotta wait for the brow. <laughs> Still say you sounded extremely constipated in that one. We are just a few steps away from forming a great band. All we need is a guitar player, a second guitar player, bass player, drummer, 
and we'll handle everything else. Well, yesterday you told me to be Slash, so we're on the, we're on the way. Where's your hat? We're working on it. Where's your sunglasses? You told me to work on it. I said by the end of the week. It's not the end of the week. All right, fair enough. Uh, you can be our Slash. Uh, Chad says the new guy seems to be a little high and mighty. Someone needs to bring him down a peg. It wouldn't oh, be no. Glenn in Pirate Radio Trivia. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, CJ's coming in. Uh, Chandler, you don't like cocky clip. How about this cocky CJ fella? Cocky CJ? Yeah. I, I like him a little better than cocky clip. I don't clip. like cocky clip. You like cocky CJ better than cocky clip? Because you all the only thing you talk about is the football team. I don't like cocky clip. You mean the team that's won four in a row? And has the leading rusher in the NFC? The NFC's top rusher right now? Yeah, that team. A team that doesn't even have a name. We don't need a name. All we need is a game. (laughs) And to put you to shame. (laughs) Which we did a couple weeks ago. What's my bowl game, bro? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) This is a new segment called What's My Bowl Game, Bro? Starring Chandler Honeycutt. <laughs> Chandler, you ever see Breaking Bad? Nope, never. Do you know, CJ, None. Breaking Bad? I know the show, never watched it. Shirley, Breaking Bad? Oh hey, my to do God. it to you, buddy. Only thing I know is breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I hate to do it to you. I've never seen what it What state was that uh, show set in? You've never seen it. You want to Jersey? try to guess? No, not New Jersey. You're thinking of The Sopranos. <laughs> Uh, it was in New Mexico, and we're going to go to the New Mexico Bowl at University Stadium in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 2.15 start time, ESPN, December 18th. This is a uh, Searity, I think. Yeah. In Albuquerque. Albuquerque. All right. Your teams are former Conference USA nemesis of East Carolina, UTEP. Mm-hmm. The Miners. Versus... A place that the Carr brothers used to call home. Fresno State? That is correct. UTEP 7-5, and five, Fresno State 9-3. and three. I haven't looked this up. I'm going to say Fresno State is a double-digit favorite in this game, but I'm going to look it up right now. You got a guess on that? 11.5. Yeah, I'm thinking around the 13 number. Uh, 11. Well done, spread man. I mean, Spreadman. Uh, look, Steven Igo's in there. Just cannot believe it. He's off camera. Don't nobody cares. All right, Fresno State eleven. UTEP. Who you got? I'm gonna have UTEP covering, but Fresno State squeaks it out. Yeah, we only go wins and losses here on forty bowls in fourteen days. Chandler is going with Fresno State to get the win. All right, you're in. I'm in, baby. You're in. And you're also out of this room because the segment's over. That's fine, man. Good appearance, though. Good job. Thank you, man. Hey, five and a half, five and a half years, man. I can't wait till you're here next season uh, hosting the fifth quarter, so I don't have to do it anymore. Let's go to uh, Clip Brock in Winterville. Hey, Clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, you're off to a good start. Right. That was some good hosting right there. All right, before we let you go, anything you got to say? Get off your chest. This is your big moment. Everybody's tuned in. No, I'm fine. Okay, all right. Let's take a time out. We'll come back when we return. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, will join us. We'll talk pirate football. We got a bowl opponent to discuss in Boston College. We will talk ECU basketball. Pirates in action tonight against North Carolina A and T. And don't forget about the T. A lot of people 
I talk, I know I know some people. Taylor, I, I talk to a lot of people that know the A, but they don't realize there's a T. Yeah. It's crazy. The people you hang out with, Clip Rock. My circle doesn't understand that. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the A and the T. Coming up tonight, Minji's Coliseum, seven o'clock. Steve and I go talk about it all. And by the way, BT dubs. We got a treasure chest winner to announce in hour three as well. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We got the treasure chest opening up in about 30 minutes from now, so stick around for that. We've got uh, Stephen Igo joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios on a Tuesday. Stephen, how you doing? Clip, how you doing? Well, answer my question and then doing I'll answer good. yours. Doing good. How you doing? Doing good. Cool. Thank you. What's up with you? you seem to be in a mood. I, I've been up since 5.50 a.m., so... What have you been doing? Had to take Slater to an appointment. Did he tell you? Yeah, yeah. Well, he told me that he's going to be upset. He's got to miss the game tonight because he's got to go to bed early after getting up so early. So. Dad. What kind of appointment happens at 5.30 in the morning? We had to drive to Raleigh. It's, right. it's complicated. Everything all right? Tell you about it off the area. Okay. It's good. good. Yeah, everything's fine. Good. All right. Uh, so there's that. Steven Igo, the dad. How's dad life going? It's good, man. It's just a lot of caffeine. Got a game to cover tonight. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm dragging, man. I know. Well, I appreciate you being here. I'm excited about the show. This is my release. And you get to uh, pick a bowl game. Don't Don't peek. I mean, I could easily just go down. You're going chronologically, right? I mean, I could easily. <laughs> All right. Why do you take the fun away from everything we try to do here? It's it's not taking the fun away. It's just bringing the facts to the table. And the facts are, you're clearly going chronologically. And I've picked up on that theme. I picked up on it. In fact, when you uh, did the first two, you're a smart guy. You're thanks, a, thanks. Yeah, that's why guy. we won uh, sports trivia last Wednesday. Congratulations, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Igo, getting his first win. Yeah, Chandler. By the way, how did that uh, L taste uh, <laughs> since you did not join our team? <laughs> wow, this is bullets flying. <laughs> Chandler was congratulating. Yeah, you're trying to be that like that fake congrats man. Really, really inside, you're just jealous that you didn't join the the right team. <laughs> What a sore winner Steven Igo is. Chandler was legitimately giving you a happy thumbs up, and you just crap on him. Because you should have seen him, man. Like, all right, we had a chair at our table, and he grabbed that chair and pulled it up right next to the uh, to the other table. Taking a chair away from your table? Yes. Oh, wow. And he had been on our team every time previously. Now, it had been four months since we had been there. All right, last week, <laughs> Clip 
Brock, if I'm not mistaken, it was last week. Clip had a guest host. And no, and this is nothing bad on you. Last week we won. So the week before I that, know, not last week, the, the the week prior. Okay. Clip had a guest host, so he participated. I mentioned to him here at the studio, here at work, that I was going to join his team. He said, Well, don't you have a team? I said, Well, I said, I've always played with you whenever you are playing and participating in trivia. And you said, Well, if you have a team, you should stay on that team. And I you know I said, you know what? That is a great life lesson right there. And I took that life lesson and I went to the next week and I joined my team hundred percent. And I'm not gonna should I say what you said one of your main reasons for winning was? Well, well, I said, if you don't, I don't even remember. So he good. said you not being on the team oh. helped <laughs> because you're a bit of a distraction. How's that? I think that was Ronnie's war. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, that was Ronnie, but not Steven. To be fair, there are times when you are like, y'all talking crap behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, there are legitimate times where you're on our team, and you just admitted it on live radio. Yes. There are times where you're on our team, and you'll just leave like for an undetermined amount of time, and like we see you across the restaurant at AJ's talking to like these random people. I'm like, well, there's our teammate over there. Like, just shut it up. <laughs> Mid mid second round. I know people, man. I look. I run into people, and some people just don't know when to shut up. He's like Dennis Rodman. He takes his uh, shirt off and goes over across the restaurant and talks to people. And yeah, you can't look. Chandler's a great. Man, I didn't know it hurt your feelings that bad that I was not on your team. And every time I look over there to say, "Hey, hey how you guys doing?" And I can't even say it here. Oh on, yeah, we I, were letting you have it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even say it on live radio. <laughs> Wow. But it's great to know that you guys are talking crap about <laughs> behind my back. That's what happens when you ditch your team, man. I mean, it's pretty pretty clear. This is great. All right. Uh, rivalries forming yeah, at Sports Tribute AJ's. We'll be it's there. not a rivalry. They only show up like once every month. Yeah, they're kind of like a uh, soccer, like an international soccer team. But y'all, I, y'all but play like they're what? both dads. They're both new dads. Yeah. And they, I mean, look, they got a family. Look, listen. Uh, Chad wants to know, by the way, is Slater named for A.C. Slater on Say by the Bell? He's not. He's um, We get that question a lot, but he's named after uh, one of the names from my uh, wife's side of the family. So Okay. Uh, Steve says, uh, you sound like the Jets talking about their one Super Bowl win. Mm. I mean, at least the Jets have a Super Bowl win. How about teams like <gasps> the Falcons? That's one. And we just had this question of trivia the other night. Jaguars, I guess. The Jags. The uh, Texans. Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers, who just so happened to lose to the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl 50 and quite possibly the worst offense to ever win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, this has been a weird start to the hour. Steven, let's uh, let's talk East Carolina before everybody loses their cool. Nice pool, by the way. It's a zip. Is, oh. I mean, technically, I could pull it over, but I if like, you zip it up and pull it over, it, yeah. is it a pull over? Yeah, I like to go, and this is just me. This is how I do it. I put one sleeve in this side, or I'm sorry, <laughs> I put one you put arm. Two sleeves in this. Side? All right, there's a sleeve. I put my arm in. I put the other arm in the other side. Then I oh, zip okay. it up. Do you know where I got this baby from? Got the old logo. I got it from the equipment sale years okay. and years ago. Cool. And it is uh, one of my faves. You know what I'm not a big fan of is like the... Uh, quarter zip? The quarter zip. Yeah. And I have to wear one for a family photo in January. Not real excited about it. But I just find them... Because that is truly a pullover slash... 
It's like they couldn't make up their mind. I love a zip. Because yeah, they're yeah. easy to get Absolutely. off. Sometimes you struggle taking off a shirt. Quarter you know, zips just kind of fit weird. If you're in public, it's kind of awkward. Like you're uh, like at a basketball game or something. You take your shirt off, the whole thing flies up. You're <laughs> bare chested in front of everybody. All the girls are like looking, like, "Ooh, look at him, right. man!" And then all the husbands get mad at you because you just exposed how good of a body you have. You know what I mean? That's what happens to me. Right, right. The opposite uh, happens to me. Uh, just everybody runs away. <laughs> I go, you will be in two... Oh, by the way. What are we talking about? Chandler, you did have a bone to pick. <laughs> I don't even know we should do it now. We've done so much nonsense. But you do have a bone to pick with Igo regarding uh, ECU basketball games. <laughs> Would you like Let's to... bring it on. I'm sorry, folks. One more nonsense, and then we'll get to the real stuff. All right, <laughs> so um, this goes back to last Tuesday chandler myself my dad in section 213 and uh chandler you noticed something you were upset with well, yeah and you know section 213 probably the most hype section in Menji's coliseum and i i gotta keep it hype and yeah you know uh pirates are undefeated at home and th- there's a great atmosphere last tuesday night i'm telling everybody to get up get up come on get up and i turn around and who do i see sitting down with just a blank stare no other than Stephen Igo, an alum of East, an alum of East Carolina, in, at, in Section Two Thirteen I mean, at the game. I'm just, I, and everybody is listening to me. Clip, his dad, they're getting up, fired up, and I turn around and I go, <laughs> "Look at that guy right there." Yeah, look at that guy right there. Just, and I, I think you were on your laptop, like you're not were even coming. paying attention. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. What do you have to say for yourself? So next time, should I just chunk my laptop? <laughs> In your direction, uh, in, in such excitement. That that shows energy. That right. shows passion. I go that shows a, excitement. I go Do it. is in a weird row in 213. Uh, For some reason, there's a table in front of them. So you should stand on that table and right. start cheering. Pretty sure my head would hit the ceiling at that point <laughs> since we are in the worst seat in the house. It's kind of hard to be motivated uh, when you are given the worst seat in Minji's oh as a God. media member. Come on. Name a worst seat. I don't know. I there don't... is not one. Hey, CJ is going to be uh, experiencing Media Road tonight for the first time. It's trash. Welcome to to it. Yeah. Welcome to the trash bin. There is a a row of lights on on Media Road. That's like the coolest thing about it. Like there's a little... There's a little flip you can switch. That is so cool. And, and it turns on the lights. That is really and suddenly I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's really that's, that's what you have to look forward to. And free food. So I won't complain about free food for the media. But we were kind of joking, Stephen. We think you should start like hardcore cheering from I would be pretty helpful. Because it wouldn't even honest. matter because you're not like courtside. You're at the very top of the stadium arena. Yeah, nobody would notice me. I mean <laughs> I, I showed Joe Dooley the other day where we uh where we sit after after that game ironically um he was like man you guys are way up there and i was like yeah you'll never see us on game day but but no it's it is what it is we used to be courtside and that obviously got changed and i don't blame you know ecu's trying to make money so they sell the courtside seats for a pretty penny and And i'll say they have been pretty well occupied this year yeah i wish they would set up a little table behind the goal like i felt there's room for that yeah but i don't i don't know what you know that just hasn't been done yet we're not on the priority list nor should you be um a table behind the goal you're kind of missing the other side of the court though 
You worried about I mean, that? We're missing everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually like following along people's Twitter yeah, to, to realize watch, what's going on. Have in the to game. watch uh, ESPN Plus just to know what's happening. <laughs> All right. Um, when did East Carolina become Duke? I've been asking this question, Stephen. We do not uh, play road games anymore. <laughs> I'm serious. Why aren't we? I mean, no road games. Uh, it's, it's, it's a it's a policy of the uh, league to pretend that we're better than we are. Yeah, they don't want the they don't want teams playing road games unless it's a home and home versus a certain conference. And I get that. I talked about it with Sai earlier, and I get it. I I understand it. But wouldn't it benefit East Carolina maybe to go play a good why not team play home? NC State on the road? Why is that frowned upon? We don't want to admit that the American is beneath the ACC. That is so stupid to me. Excuse me, not we, Mike Oresco. I mean, I wonder how, I've never asked the coaches about it, but I wonder how Joe Dooley feels about it. I mean, it helps your RPI if you go on the road. Which is the whole point. Yeah. They want wins. But what's better, Stephen, losing on the road to Duke or beating Coppin State at home for the RPI? Uh, Is the win better? I mean, I I don't think, if you beat a crappy 300 plus rpi team it doesn't help you at all you know losing doesn't help your rpi but if okay. you play enough of those games you if you one out if you win one yeah it's worth it i mean playing coppin state and playing north carolina a&t like ecu i think at this point the net uh, rankings were released the other day all of ecu's wins are quad four which is the lowest so, and I've been to a, a game in Raleigh. I've been to an ECU game in Chapel Hill. Like, you get good. I've been to an ECU game at Duke, and that doesn't help, you know, East Carolina's numbers, but it it certainly helps the fans because the and fans he, attend. I think those it games. helps the team too. I mean, to play exactly. Like, I think playing Oklahoma and playing Davidson will help them more than playing Coppin State and. Delaware State or North Carolina A and T, whoever. I didn't want to say A and T because we hadn't played that game yet, and I'm a little nervous because Texas Southern beat. I mean, Florida you, last night. Are you nervous? I am not nervous, Stephen. But just uh, you just said you're a little nervous. Now you're saying you're not nervous. Yeah. So, well, yeah. are you nervous or not? I said I'm a little nervous, but I'm not nervous. <laughs> I think uh, a little nervous means you are nervous at a least li- a little bit correct but i'm not nervous right, we just need to take a break yeah we probably do <laughs> all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk football and we'll open up the treasure chest here on a tuesday edition of pirate radio live east carolina north carolina a&t tonight seven o'clock and uh we'll make you a winner open up the treasure chest when we return on prl back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. 
Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success and the combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard, conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you. I'm uh, tallying up our picks from last week. And... <laughs> wow. I went two and three to finish the year. One game under 500. Mm, that's at, tough. At 33 and 34 and one steven Igo finished it out five and oh to go make up for that oh and five the previous week right 42 we had a push in there 42 25 and two on the year steven against the spread in college football in games that you did not prep for that i just throw out at you that is unbelievable i had a great I, i feel like i had a great read on championship week I thought I did too. I did switch my pick the night of to Michigan. So, and I loved Bama. Got that one. Um, and I liked the Wake Forest. What are you doing, Troy? I was just checking out this recruit. It's uh, sick graphic. KJ Sampson Jr. Um, I love the Wake Forest pit over, especially when they had 35 points seven minutes into the game and the over did not hit. Because Sam Hartman, something happened to him in the second half. And where do you stand on the uh, picket slide, fake slide? Uh, I, I, here, here's the here's the skinny. It should be illegal, <laughs> but how do you enforce it? Um, I mean, it's, it's not fair. It is not it's fair. It's not fair at all. At all to the defense. But if it becomes like a habit, where quarterbacks all of a sudden see this loophole to where they can fake a slide. I mean, why not do it? You, you have there's to no do it. There's no rule against it, so why not fake it? Like, I guarantee you there's going to be multiple quarterbacks that at least attempt it during the bowl season. And what are they going to say? Like, we advise quarterbacks not to do this, but we can't penalize you for a fake <laughs> yeah. slide. It just it, it, it allows referees and officials to be more involved in football if you do that. So it just sucks what it's become because those defensive players – are in a position to either drill the quarterback as he's going down on the slide or pull up, do nothing, and allow the quarterback to keep running. They're in a no-win situation. And even when they don't hit a quarterback hard when they're sliding, just if they make any contact, it looks harder than it is because, like, you know, the quarterback's falling backwards on his own, and any forward contact from the defender, like, adds to that velocity. So... (sighs) It's just a tough situation to be in. Uh, good quarterback matchup in the military bowl, I go. Let me pull up his yeah. uh, his first name. Dracovic. What's his first name? It is Phil. Phil Dracovic versus Holden Aylers. If Dracovic plays, he I will get, play. He's going to play. Uh, he announced a day or two after Holden Aylers that he would be returning to Boston College. So they're very excited about him. So we got a good QB battle. Uh, Holden Aylers announcing over the weekend he will be returning. Steven, that uh, leads the obvious question, which you asked uh, Mike Houston about. Mason Garcia, where's where does he stand right now? Because 
there's one football uh, to go around. There is a transfer portal which allows players to easily enter and exit to a new school. And you see it every year. In fact, you saw the guy who left Texas High School his senior year to go to Ohio State has already entered the transfer portal. That dude. That's nuts. He's got all this money in NIL deals. Um, so, Mike Houston gave his answer to, hey, Mason Garcia, nothing's changed. He's still the future starting quarterback of the Pirates. But now he has to wait not one, not two, but three years. Will he wait it out? Uh, Mike Houston said he has, still has a great relationship with Mason Garcia. So where do you lean, I go, as far as Mason Garcia and his status with the uh, football team? Well, I can't get inside his head, but uh, I do know. Have you tried? I've not tried. I've not tried the Jedi mind trick. But, you know, it would be a gamble for him to enter the portal because there's no guarantee that he would land somewhere where he's handed the starting job. But I would understand if he would want to pursue that route because, you know, initially he thought he was going to sit two years. Now he's going to have to sit three years. And, yeah, he can get a year of eligibility back. He could theoretically redshirt this coming year, be a redshirt sophomore going into 2023. So, I mean, if he stays, there's still a lot on the table here because, A, he's going to know the offense. He's going to know the personnel. He's going to know the staff. And in 2023, he could be the starter going into the Michigan game, which is a pretty pretty big game. Um, and so there's a lot to sell him on. And with, with Holton Aylers coming back, not really needing full – reps over spring practice you could theoretically give Garcia basically half the first team reps if not more in some practices just to continue to elevate him and get him ready and at the end of the day you know Holton Aylers obviously we want him to to stay healthy and be the starter but you're always one hit away and Holton has dealt with some injuries throughout his time at ECU and you would much rather have a guy who's been in the program two to three years be that backup rather than have to bring in somebody from the portal. So, Well, that's a good point, Igo, because we went through a stretch. So when Shane Carden was here, he was banged up early on, which is why one of the big reasons Rio Johnson got the starting job, right, instead yep. of Shane Carden. But then Carden comes in for him week two and plays the rest of 2012, all of 13, all of 14. Correct. And correct. Correct. <laughs> and then... After Shane Carden, we had the year where we did the Kemp Summers thing, so we had multiple quarterbacks. But then it seemed like due to performance and injury, we were flip-flopping with, what, Sirk and Minshew, Minshew and Philip Nelson, uh, and East Carolina couldn't keep a quarterback healthy for a time there. So Old Nailers has been able to stay healthy. That has not been the case uh, throughout history at East Carolina. You've always needed a backup quarterback so it, it kind of <laughs> this is bad to say but like stinks for Garcia that Ayler's hey, been able to stay healthy you know what I'm saying right. that he just hadn't been able to get on the field uh, but you definitely don't want to be in a situation where you only have one guy because that is that's hurt East Carolina in the past yeah and if something happens I mean at least you do have other guys in the program like Stubblefield he's going into his third year as well it came in with Mason Alex Flynn will be going into his fourth year which wow. is hard to believe. Here, so, I mean, yeah. you talk about a guy who knows the offense can operate it. So, you have options. You got guys. And, and you know, Coach Houston, I'm sure, you know, you could. some people say it was Coach Speak for him to say, you know, we want to win with the guys here in the quarterback room. But I, I, I truly believe they feel like the guys they've recruited, you know, are good enough, uh, especially the top guys in that room. And even like a Walter Simmons, they feel like has talent 
to turn into a guy in time uh, in the right system. So, uh, but it's just hard realistically to keep that group together because at some point they're going to want to play, and it's just hard to keep. You know, you have a quarterback who's what going through his fifth year as a starter. It's hard to keep everybody happy. And they all came here to play, right? Like, yeah. you, you have guys that are either walk-ons or I don't know what Brad Warnick thought. I just love bringing his name up when he came to East Carolina. My all-time favorite backup quarterback that would come in for a snap and get a first down. But like, some guys are on the team knowing they probably won't play. But when right. it comes to Stubblefield, Simmons. You know, even when Alex Flynn was brought in, and and of course Mason Garcia, they were recruited here to play football, right? Yeah, in in particular with Garcia Simmons, they were very highly recruited. Ryan Stubblefield was committed to Kent State; he decommitted to come to ECU. So, those three guys had other options on the table. They expected to to come here and play, and they are all, you know, not that Alex Flynn didn't, but ECU was his only offer. So, uh, you know, you have multiple highly recruited guys in that room. And so at some point, I don't know if patience runs out or they just want to give it another shot somewhere. But, yeah, um, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. We saw Kingsley Effetti transfer to A&T. I don't know if he's ever really played for them. So sometimes guys just aren't, aren't good enough to play quarterback. He was playing in some game this year against a good team that they were beating because I remember putting the stats up on Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, it's – We saw uh, Reed Herring leave, <clears throat> go to North Alabama, and I think he ended up just – quitting there chandler uh yesterday said hey guess who was hanging out at sub dogs and can you name the ecu quarterback that transferred that was hanging out at sub dogs recently steven reed herring no i'll give you a hint uh there was a documentary made about him from his family (laughs) yes cody keith wow yeah i still remember when he worked out at pro day after he transferred to Charlotte, it was kind of awkward because the entire ECU team was working out over here, and Cody Keith was working out on the other side of the field all along. Do they have the documentary team with them? They probably did. Uh, where's so. Joe? Where's uh, Johnny No Reps Jacob? At when you know? <laughs> Those two guys should get together and make a documentary on how they could have been the greatest all-time players. All-time tweet right there. This was after a spring game, right? Yep. Uh, so uh, a few different quarterbacks get reps. John Jacobs on Twitter, minutes after the conclusion of the spring game, tweeted Johnny No Reps, which is the greatest thing Johnny of all no times. Jacobs and he, uh, I guess, transferred out transferred. shortly after he that. He played like receiver at UAB, and then he went to some D two or D three school to play. I think he was still playing as of like a year ago or, or two years ago. Uh, let's see. Is this the guy? Oh, we yeah. got a blank page. <laughs> yeah. Literally, no reps. Five-star John Jacobs. John Jacobs, UAB quarterback. He transferred there, but he he played receiver. Three-star recruit. Now, is he the guy whose dad, Jeff Charles, yes. told me his dad was one of those, like, Traveling, traveling, bodybuilding yep. for Christ, guys. 100%. Because I, I was at the gym <laughs> a couple times uh, in town when he was out there working out. And it was, yeah, it was interesting. Oh, my God. What is this? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that his dad. Five-star John <laughs> Jacobs on selecting ECU. I'm go- <laughs> Quote, I'm going to light up Carolina skies. What in tarnation is this? And where was he ever a five star? 
this is a bleacher report article five this is may 18th 2014 i'm gonna light up carolina skies you can't convince me that somebody probably the dad paid lincoln rally to take john jacobs rated as the nation's number one dual threat quarterback according to various recruiting analysts who are those recruiting analysts john jacobs chose the pirates over west virginia oklahoma utsa utah state nevada arizona wyoming arizona state oregon state tulsa and memphis among others according to his father yep according to his father his dad probably paid this guy to write five-star john jacobs and i love that his dad's giving the quotes in the article too like not even john jacobs no johnny no reps jacobs quotes (laughs) it's all john jacobs senior ECU showed them a lot of love. They win, they throw, and they need a good quarterback for 2015. <laughs> they I do. tell you what, he was not wrong about that. What year was the no reps thing? That was probably at, 16. That was 16 after uh, Scotty Mo took over. Because legitimately, I went out to practice. They had five quarterbacks, and you know how like. <laughs> All right, where are we? I go. This is like Cirque or uh, no, this no is, Nelson. This is Nelson Minshew. Minshew, and there was another guy or two. Like there were some walk-ons, legitimately on the roster. Yeah. And um, so I went out. This I think this was spring ball. Mm. And before he transferred, and you, at the start of practice, they always have the center snapping to the quarterbacks. And he was like the fifth quarterback in line. You had four centers snapping with four quarterbacks, and you had Johnny no reps, not even taking a snap, like pre-practice. Like he was just over there tossing the ball to himself on the side. Like it was just, it was, uh, it was more than evident that truly he was getting no reps. Yeah, and that's why he tweeted that. He earned the name. He gave. He got the name Johnny no reps. He did not light up the Carolina skies. What an all-time quote, though. Good stuff. Uh, according to the roster, the only three quarterbacks mentioned, uh, Gardner Minshew, Philip Nelson, Reed Herring for 2016. Is there a spring, 2016 spring football roster? Where in the world will I find that? I don't Sometimes know. they haven't, but... Text Tom McClellan and ask him... Because he would have left that summer. Just say, Tom, who was Johnny No Reps Jacobs behind in 2016 <laughs> in spring? See what he comes up with uh all right that's uh never thought we'd get here on this show but i enjoy a walk down memory lane like that all right shirley uh tell you what let's reward people for sitting through the johnny no reps talk with a treasure chest here on a tuesday let's open it up three one seven twelve fifty we're opening up the pirate radio treasure chest you want to be like Mark Hall, who won 12 large pizzas from Domino's of Greenville, or Carrie Brown, who won a $100 gift card to Tiebreakers, or Patrick Brown, who won a free year VIP subscription to Hoist the Colors, or Bob Morfitt, who won a $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. Well, all you got to do is call 317-1250. Caller 12 is a winner. We will meet our winner and find out what they've won when we return on Pi Radio Live after this. You're 
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can go to YouTube and watch Pirate Radio Live, of course, Monday through Friday from 3 until 6 p.m. And you can also watch the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. Just go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, and click on that subscribe button. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. We are down quite a wormhole. We're talking about former East Carolina quarterback John Jacobs. His dad was a member of the power team. In fact, a founding member, I believe. Um, they were like bodybuilders for Christ. If you Okay. If you and you can find them on Wikipedia. If you uh click on some of the links on Wikipedia for John Jacobs the Evangelist, there's a lot of stuff here. I got to be honest with you. Every time you say John Jacob, I'm waiting for the Jingle Jingleheimer Schmidt. Schmidt. That's exactly what I wanted to say. I, I'm just waiting for it. Um, but there is a lot of stuff going on here. You can read about the rise and fall of John Jacobs. And not John Jacobs Jr. Or John Jacobs III, excuse me. This is the father. The Faja. We were trying. We came down this road. We were legitimately trying to see where John Jacobs, the quarterback, ended up playing Oh, right. college ball. I mean, the five-star quarterback. Yeah, we were led down this road. And it, it quite a road it is. Who uh, John Jacobs' dad was on Walker, Texas Ranger. He was on an episode. According to Wikipedia, Chuck Norris is listed as a friend of John Jacobs, <laughs> which we believe was written by John Jacobs. Denny and, O'Brien and John Jacobs, the only two guys to write their own Wikipedia page. Ooh. 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 Read Denny O'Brien's Wikipedia page and tell me he did not write that No, himself. thank you. I've got too much more reading to do about <laughs> John Jacobs and how he... Um, a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff. All right. Where were we? Where are we? Uh, we got to do 40 bowls in 14 days. Right now, we have to give away a prize out of the Pirate Radio treasure chest. And today's lucky winner is David Stahl. Hello, David. Hello. How you doing, sir? Man, pumped up unbelievably. Awesome, man. Is this your first time winning out of the treasure chest? Yeah, I'm like one for like 25. All right, man. Well, all it takes is that one shot. And you nailed it here today. All right, David, let's uh, learn a little bit about you. I've seen your name pop up, so you are a uh, a regular listener, first-time winner out of the treasure chest. What do you do, David? Um, I am a seventh-grade math teacher in Winterville at AG Talk. All right. Go Raiders. Absolutely. Uh, do they still talk about me there, my basketball <laughs> days? <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, they do not. All right, good stuff. Uh, Chad sent in his daily um, – screenshot of his phone he called 65 times today david and was unable to get in so you are a lucky one sir well let me tell you what my son is in a car with me and he actually was the one that got through oh did you have multiple phones going yes great idea get the multiple and Mm -hmm. and steven you got a a young son at home in a few yep. years uh, he'll be able to help you out with call-in radio contests yeah i can't <laughs> wait for that day <laughs> good luck with that all right david well uh i guess uh we can go ahead and get to it surely you want to yep. run down the list of prizes real quick sounds good to me or you want me Steven to start to do it no you go y'all do it all right uh let's start by saying the first one at the same time and then i'll go and then you go okay all right Pirate gift basket from UBE. 
Takeout party for 10 from Parker's Barbecue. $100 gift card from Emporium. $100 gift card from Chico's. Lazy Boy Recliner from Boston Slug Furniture. $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. $100 gift card to Fresh Vibes. $100 gift card to Fleet Feet. Ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. $140 gift card to Revive Health and Wellness. Gift basket to Naughty Dog Brewing Company. $100 in gift cards to Dap House, Christie's Euro Pub, Sidebar, and Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. $100 gift card to Halo. $100 gift card to Bagel Man. $100 gift card to Purple Blossom. Bush Light Neon Sign, Bud Light Cooler, and Beach Chair, and two 15 packs of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. All right, there you go. Uh, David, anything in particular you would like today? Yeah, well, I told my son if he, uh, since he called, he could get whatever. So as long as it's not beer-related, I think Sawyer's Fun Park would be a winner. All right, so we're, uh, we're going for one for the kid here, Shirley. So... Shirley has all the prizes there in the treasure chest. We'll open it up and find out what David Stahl and his youngster have won today. All right. Hold on. Wait. There, there's two attached here. Give him the okay. good one. Give him the good one. All right. David and your son. David and son. David and son. You are a proud owner. Of a one hundred dollar gift card to Fresh Vibes. Woo! What a reaction! That's what we want this time of year. Fresh Vibes, get fresh, David. Uh, congratulations, man. Absolutely, All right, he's partying, David. Uh, we will have Ellerby contact you and tell you how you can redeem that. And have a happy holidays, a merry Christmas, a happy New Year, and uh, appreciate you tuning in to Pirate Radio, man. Absolutely. Go Raiders. Oh, go Raiders. Sorry. Go Pirates. Thanks so much. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas. Hey, hey. go go AG Cox Raiders. I go. Were you a Cox <laughs> student? Yeah. <laughs> I attended AG Cox. Okay, good. Um, by the way, Fresh Vibes, awesome. Love that place. What's your go-to? Um, I do the Iron Man smoothie, and I always do the breakfast muffin with bananas and and um strawberries that it's sounds, called the morning muffin sounds really good it's actually. really good the morning muffin do it david it's awesome morning mango, muffin. and the mango madness is also a, a great one too <laughs> chandler jumps in shirley walks in the room like what is going on hey you lost your spot pretty soon cj's gonna be running the whole thing i was looking down and i heard a male's voice coming from beside <laughs> me i was i looked up I what, said, what is going on I, I, I went to go put the winner's name on Jonathan's desk, and I come back, and all of a sudden, Chandler's in my seat. And I'm you like, what are you happening. doing? Chandler. You leave, an empty, like chair. You leave an empty chair in the studio. He's taking it. You leave an empty chair right here. He's taking it. Chandler, you got to calm down. I know you're a little bit, like, worried. Your spot's getting taken here. You got your former teammates he's, he's talking lo- behind he, your back. Everything's he's losing okay, his starting man. position. Look, I love you, man. We're, we're fine. Okay? Hey, Chandler, why are you even here? <laughs> tell him I go. Chandler, why are you even here? Ch- tell Chandler not to show up the trivia tomorrow either. Y'all, y'all got to stop now. When I pick on Chandler, it's one thing. When other people do it, it just starts to hurt me a little bit inside. <laughs> He's a good kid. It's a tough leg, man. It's a tough leg. When L- you- listen, listen. You Look. When you uh, said you got the Iron Man, what'd you say? The Iron Man what from Fresh Vibes? Smoothie. It's a smoothie. Ever, man, and you're in good shape. You uh, you work out some, right, Steven? Yeah. Have you ever thought of starting a, a power team? 
Ah, you know, the, the thought has rolled through my head once or twice. Uh, if I can get you to join me, then let's... Oh, <laughs> let's get man. John Jacobs' power team is my favorite thing we learned about today. All right, Shirley, hit the music. We got to do this and get Igo out of here. The music being 40 bowls in 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. 40 bowls! 14 days! 14 days! Alright. We are breaking down every single You're going to have game. to do some stretching tomorrow before you start doing that again. Yeah, I can tell. That was probably a bad idea. That's amazing! <laughs> that is honestly amazing. Great screen by Chandler there. Alright. How long did y'all put that together? We did two takes, and the only reason we had to do a second take is because Glenn kept saying 40 bowls in 40 days. And I was like, who's saying 40? It's 40 bowls in 14 days. So we cut it, and then we did – that was our second take, right? CJ, Chandler, you guys were here. So two-take wonder there. I heard Glenn do it once, and I looked at him. I was like, is that what we're supposed to be doing? So I joined (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I hear Clip going, "Stop saying 40! <laughs> yes, and uh, I did not start it. So that was good. That was yeah, that's really good. good. Two, two takes, takes on that, and I mean, I, I still feel like that that Chandler growl is that I mean, was one incredible, take. man. One take only. Yep. I mean, that is honestly the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> like, legitimately, it's amazing. I'm stunned. I mean, the best thing you've ever done. All right, we're picking every single bowl game this bowl season. Steven, your bowl game is the Independence Bowl. This will be in Shreveport, mm. Louisiana, 3.30 on ABC. And let me check the line because I'll guess it first. BYU, UAB, I'm going to say BYU. We got a lot of double digits. Yeah. I'm going to say they're favored by 10 here. I'm going to say uh, I already saw the line. So I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, they're favored by 7. BYU, UAB, uh, what do you think, Steven? 10 and 2 versus 8 and 4. How motivated is BYU for this for this football game? How motivated is UAB? You think more motivated? Yeah, yeah. This is a big game for UAB. They're playing uh, BYU. And. Motiv- and while you think motivation, a key factor. Motivation, a key factor. In your bowl pools that you're going to be in if you're picking a and game. UAB's a, a solid program, but I feel like Brigham Young is just too good. I'm going to go with uh, Brigham Young University. All right. BYU is the pick from one Stephen Iga. Stephen is heading to Menji's Coliseum. Pirates, by the way, I don't even know if we've mentioned this, are 10 and a half point favorites tonight against North Carolina A&T, mm. trying to take care number. of business, Stephen, uh, at home and stay perfect. Can they do that? 
Uh, yeah, I want to say I read that this is the chance for the longest home winning streak since 1994 hmm. or something like that. So, uh, yeah, ECU, like you guys have talked about, they're winning the games they should win, and they've lost the games they've been underdogs in, but they've competed well. So hopefully tonight is another step in that that right direction. If you're eight and two and you go into that Liberty game, you get some time to kind of hone in on them. Obviously, do exams as well. But if you can find a way to to win tonight and find a way to pull out the Liberty game, I mean that's a really good non-conference run. So that's going to be. I mean a, that would uh, be. I don't want to say a huge win, but Liberty is going to be a seven-point favorite. Yeah, they've had a weird start to the year, but they've picked it up recently. They beat Missouri by like 20. They beat Missouri by 21, but they have losses to Rick Pitino and Iona. Uh, hung with LSU-ish, lost by 16 in that game. Got uh, beat pretty bad by Manhattan, but that win over Missouri kind of raises the eyebrows. Maybe they're starting to get things yeah. right. They'll take on uh, Stone Cold Stephen F. Austin coming up before they see the Pirates. So, And they got Kentucky Christian and a which should be a great game yeah i mean kentucky christian this time of year a team that you don't want to see in december right around christmas too yeah mid, playing for mid december i mean this is their this is their super bowl <laughs> all right thanks for hanging out steven thanks for having me check out hoist the colors got a uh, vip chat that i still have not uh i said watched you want we're doing a uh video version of the vip chat i now? still have not read all the way through that but a lot of good stuff and Sorry, I know some of you are recruit heads. I am not, but I got you got a ton of recruiting news, portal news up there too. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of news, lots of visits this coming weekend, most likely. So a, a good chance to round out the class with some impact additions. Shirley, we'll uh, take a break. Thank you. I go. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was up 492 points and closed at 35,719. NASDAQ was ahead 461 at 15,686, and the S&P was up 95 at 4,686. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, I want to thank everybody that was a part of today's program. Cy Seymour, John... Mita Perel, Wade Mentor, Stephen Igo, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, uh, Big Dogs here, and I think that's it. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Chandler Honeycutt as well. Chandler's starting to feel. Um, I could just left see out. him in the uh, in the glare of the glass, the look on his face. Chandler No Reps is uh, starting to get a little insecure. Uh, great job today, Chan man. All right, we'll see you back here Wednesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for being a part of today's show. Congratulations, David Stahl, our latest winner out of the treasure chest. We'll open it up once again coming up on Wednesday. Good luck to you. Maybe you'll be a big winner. All right, we'll talk to you then. So long, everybody.
Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.